Hi, you're listening to The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deeves. Fair warning, this podcast may contain adult content. It may not. I don't know. I never really have a plan. Let's listen on and find out. Hello everybody and welcome back to episode 54 of The Comedian's Tea Party with Cy Deves. Well, not back to 54, just welcome back to The Comedian's Tea Party and welcome to episode 54. Mix those two things together and you've got the thing that I just said. How are you? Thanks for coming back last week. It's been delightful. Uh, I've had some lovely feedback because it was a very, very fun episode. Speaking of fun episodes, we've got this one. It is incredible. There are several points throughout where I I was just squeaking with laughter. It's delightful. If you listen to the... F- oh, 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 to tell you, the, the guest is Matthew Crosby. He is the first guest to be returning officially. Technically, the first guest to return was Jordan Gray, who, which we talk about during, during the episode. Um, but various issues meant that that episode never... Never came to fruition, unfortunately. It will do at some point, but not yet. However, so in well, Matthew Crosby, first first returning guest, and what a lovely return! If you listen to the first one, then you will know that I had some recording issues where he wasn't recording for for a good portion of the episode, and uh, I had different issues this time, different to the last one, uh, equally unwelcome. But we got we got through it. We're fine. We got into the chat, and it was uh, it was lovely. It was good chat. There is more pegging talk through this episode than you could shake a peggy stick at. <laughs> it's he's uh, obsessed, and it is hilarious. There's several funny stories. I think my favourite of which is the story about his granddad and the trumpet. Which is towards the end, so you will have to listen on to uh, to find out about it. Oh, and to give some context to the conversation about jack o' lanterns and uh, and why they were rotten, we did record this in mid November. Obviously, it's now six months later uh, for reasons I explained in the last episode. I had a baby, split up with my wife, and that's fine. It's all it's good. It's all for the best. Uh, it's all it's all working out well of things that I'm doing. Post, uh, post, post, wife. I, uh, I'm going on tour. So the with the with the old show Cyclops, I've got a new show that I'm doing this year that I'm doing work in progresses of. But crucially, the old show I'm going to be recording it in Southend. It was going to be June, but it looks like it's now going to be July. So I'll I'll let you know dates of those. That none of the like I've got a, a a few dates that are booked in. They're not necessarily on sale yet, but I'll let you know when they are. But just Google Cydeves Cyclops. Cy as in my name, hyphen clops. And you you'll find out about that. Actually just go to uh, my link tree. So linktr.ee forward slash Cydeves and I'll, I'll I'll put it all on there or just Cydeves.com. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do a mailing list. We'll see. I'm going to be starting to record content for a Patreon soon. That's the plan. And I've got an interesting idea for it. So uh, you'll hear more about that when it comes to fruition. 
but there'll be uh, there'll be there'll be some fun content. So yeah, that's that's the main things. That's a bloody funny episode. This one. I'm going on tour. There's going to be a Patreon, probably. When I say tour, it's like it's a very low key tour. But regardless, first tour I've been on. I'm organising it all myself because I haven't heard from my agent in a year and a half, two years, something like that. Don't know. It's been a long time. Year and a half, I think. Regardless, longer than I'd care to not hear from someone who's supposed to be doing work for me. If you're listening to this, I'll get in touch. I'd, I'd love, love for you to help me book my tour. Otherwise, it, hey, if you run a venue and you want me to bring my show, or if you're anywhere within the United Kingdom or Ireland, or, you know, anywhere, hey, just give me a shout. If you think there's somewhere I could come and play, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll book that show. Just maybe help me sell some tickets. It's, it's not really much more to say. This is a, a wonderful episode. I'll be back again in a couple of weeks. Oh, this is coming out a day late, by the way, because the bank holiday messed me up and uh, oh, I got confused. So, uh, yeah. Hey, tell me if you noticed. I bet you didn't. If you don't know who Matthew Crosby is, by the way, do some research. He's a part of the wonderful Pappy's team. He has a radio show with Ed Gamble. He's a writer, comedy writer. He's done loads of brilliant stuff. Created, hypothetical, co-created, should I say, wonderful, wonderful work. Uh, works on the last leg. You'll hear about this in the episode. Brilliant guy, amazing. Go and if I mean, if you don't already, go and listen to Pappy's. But if you if you don't listen to Pappy's and you listen to this, then well, thank you. You know, I appreciate it. But do yourself a favour. Go listen. Go listen to Pappy's. It's good. It's good stuff. I love it. Well, without without further ado, enjoy the episode. I'll see you at the end. I'm having a having a morning of it. My my cat's disappeared, so that's fun. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! Outdoor cat or indoor cat? Outdoor. Yeah. So. Not quite the concern as it as it yeah. could be. Um, she, uh, well, we've been here over a year now, but she does uh, she does sort of just disappear. Actually, she disappeared a few months ago and uh, turned up like not for long, but I just I was aware that she wasn't there when I went to bed and yeah. could, couldn't sleep, so I was just wandering around looking for her, and um, I'd, I'd assumed that she wasn't coming back, so I started wandering the streets. And as I came back, it's about three in the morning, I think. Uh, she was in the kitchen, but covered in blood and soaking wet. So, yeah. Oh, is she a scrapper then? Or is she just very... No, I don't think weak. so. Just, oh, uh, no. Poor yeah. cat. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't always have issues with recording, but uh, this is just the... something about... It's, it's you. I think it's you. It's just something about me. It's yeah. just, I'm, just a, I'm just a jinx for the, for the podcast. Yeah. As long as that... So this, you can hear me clear enough. Yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you perfectly fine. Right. I think I think we're going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, how are you? I'm good, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, I am. I'm. I'm you know, like I I, I sympathise because my cat's an indoor cat, and so when we can't find her, yeah, it's a real worry. It's a real anxiety-making experience. Oh, is it? And and she's also very like she's when we when we when we first bought the house I'm in now which was like a big deal. It was like, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's, you know, we, we had a, we had a kid. We wanted to have more kids. We knew this was the house we wanted to live in. We bought it in the middle of lockdown. As soon as they sort of eased lockdown that, uh, enough for you to go back and look at houses and the house market started up yeah. again. 
we kind of bought it immediately. We saw it the, the day before they brought lockdown in. We really liked it. But, um, you know, like, I don't know if you remember back in lockdown, there was a point when you were like, oh, yeah, this is like, this is actually serious. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. This is real. And I think for us, it was, um, we went for a bunch of house viewings, one of which was the house we're in now. And um, all of the, um, all of the, um, estate agents were wearing masks and gloves and you had to sanitize your hands before you went into the house. And once you went into the house, you couldn't touch anything. So you couldn't open a cupboard or anything. You had to have someone do that for you. And I was yeah. like, Oh, this feels odd. Why is this all happening? Um, and, uh, but anyway, we liked the house and then, you know, we, we eventually end up buying it, uh, months and months and months later by, um, yeah, by which point our, our little baby was walking around, you know, like it was, a you know, it was, it was, we basically didn't want to bring up a little baby in a in a tiny little place. But yeah, we yeah. Do that. She was helping you move in, wasn't she? Carrying By that the, point, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she, drove, she drove the van. <laughs> um, she was great. And um, uh, but then, so we we finally got into the house. We invited a couple of friends over. They they brought round like a bottle of prosecco. We opened it up, and um, we got like literally. I, I, I was sitting in my 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 new back garden, thinking, "Yeah, this is it. It's a good moment in life." And we got a phone call from. Uh, my wife's parents and they just went we've just we've lost the cat because they were looking at they were cat sitting right and they were like we've lost the cat uh, and i was like what do you mean you lost the cat like she's just not in the house anywhere and this is by the way in catford you know coincidentally in catford but it was so miles away from where where our where we lived so the cat wouldn't have like a sort of sense of how to get back so just somewhere lost in catford yeah and uh and they said, oh, yeah, we, we lost her ages ago. We didn't want to call her. We knew you were doing all the sort of moving. Yeah, we lost her. You know, like this is about sort of half past four. We probably lost her around one o'clock, possibly when the gardener came. And anyway. God. And so we had to, like, we had to drive across from uh, from Beckenham to Catford. And it was, it was like you're going, oh, right. Because this day had a story already. The day was, yeah. I've bought a house. You know, that's that should be the story. The day is now going to become, oh, it's the day we lost our darling cat Cosmo and yeah. never saw Cosmo ever again. And Cosmo got squashed by some, you know, some van in, in, in Catford somewhere. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you remember and, when uh, we lost the cat? Oh, yeah, that day we bought a house. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's just it's, it's, it's incredible how like bad things can massively, you know, like good things. It, it, they have to be really good to overshadow bad things yeah but bad things just can be really like i'm not saying that losing the cat was mild but you can have a really good day and cut your finger and it's the day you cut your finger yeah you know it's like it's so so you don't want a bad thing to happen on a really good day yeah. especially not a massive bad thing like losing the cat uh, david ojocity has so got a great uh a bit on the start of one of his shows where he's um he says uh like hopefully there's not a fire because even the smallest of fires is a bigger incident than an incredible gig. Like the yeah. gig, the gig has got to be absolutely amazing for you not to say, "I'll oh, remember when there was that fire." Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, how is the play, Mister Lincoln? That's the, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It, it's um, uh, so we got we got to the house and we turned the house upside down. And also, it was like I could tell it was bad because I'd never seen my wife's dad look weak. <laughs> you know <laughs> i'd never seen him look anything other than you know my wife's dad who has kind of got his life sorted is very together yeah. kind of person you know he, he I, I just i could see he was like he was really like and he was like i just don't know she could be miles <sighs> away 
I just know what's going on. Turn the house upside down. Absolutely couldn't find, like, you know, we're like, well, that's it. Yeah. And, and then you're kind of going, well, when could it have been? And if she did go, where would she go? How far do we all have to travel across Catford? You know, shaking little bowls of dry food to try and get her back. Um, and then, um, and also as well, I was thinking, well, she's, a, she's, a, she's shy. She's not an adventurous, like she's an indoor cat. Yeah. She doesn't go outdoors. She shouldn't be like, right, finally, my chance to see Catford. Uh, I'll get to, I'll get to explore. And uh, anyway, I went into, like we, we totally got, you know, like climbing into wardrobes, just getting everything out of wardrobes as if she'd like got into the pocket of a suit jacket. Or <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, went, went into the loo, like just really distraught. And then I could, ju- I could just hear mewing from somewhere in the toilet. I couldn't work out where it was. Um, and it turned out that she'd managed to crawl behind like a half a tile that was a bit loose and gone into this, like into the bit under the sink. Oh God. So yeah. And, and it was like, and had, and Brazini had been there, like she was just a bit scared. And so it just got gone there like at one o'clock and just stayed there all day and given, you know, given my in-laws the worst afternoon of their life yeah. and me the worst car journey of my life across across to, to Catford. And so we just put a bit of food out and she came out and it was fine. But there was that point when I was just thinking, oh, this is it. And it's the, like, it makes you feel so, when you're not, when you're looking for your cat, it just makes you feel so, so queasy. Yeah. Because you think, just uh, something bad's going to happen. I, th- I mean, there's there's always an image, isn't it? If you're worried that your yeah. cat's gone, there's there's an image of turning a corner and, and finding them in in the road. Yeah, exactly, exactly. We um, the 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 other thing, and this is going to sound make me sound like I'm just a complete simp, but <laughs> the other thing that is equivalent to it is my daughter's Teddy, because Teddy, yeah. Is the thing that she sleeps with. She's really like she takes it. She tries to take it everywhere. We sort of kind of put, you know, she doesn't really. T- it's now an indoor teddy in the same way our cat's an indoor <laughs> cat. We, we sort of don't really want to take it anywhere. But um, but the other day we were out and I said you can bring Teddy because she had to go and have her flu vaccinations. So which isn't a jab in the arm anymore. It's just a squirt up the nose, but it's still pretty oh. crap. So um, anyway, I said like as we were coming out, I said like you, you can go over the road. You can have a baby chino. Um, and so I'm, I'm pushing the buggy. We've got the little one in the front. I've got her on the back on like a buggy board. And as I'm pushing the buggy, I just hear her go. And I think, oh, I've pushed the buggy too fast. She's knocked her head on the handrail. Something's happened. Anyway, I get to the other side of the road and she just goes, and I look back and I can see Teddy's in the road. And there's a big truck (laughs) rumbling down the road. <laughs> and and obviously, you know, I love Teddy, but I also love being alive. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. we just had to watch as a big <laughs> truck rumbled over Teddy. And literally it was it was that thing of going, oh my God. Because you know, you assume it's just gonna kind of rumble over Teddy and Teddy will just be lying there flat with all its its stuffing uh, yeah. pushed out. But no, it threw Teddy up in the air. So Teddy like flew up in the air and did like a load of somersaults and crashed, crashed back down onto the road. It was insane. It was like it was, it was genuinely like watching a, a you know a loved one die. Um, <laughs> then a man ran into the road and grabbed it because obviously if I like I still had the, I was still holding on to both of them. You know, I didn't yeah. like stop. They would have rolled into the road as well. And that's far worse. I mean, you made the right choice there. I would. Say. I made yeah. I, I made the right choice. It's very much the um, you know the moral quandary where you can see a train traveling towards 10 people. If you pull a lever, it just goes over. You know that thing? Yeah. yeah, You ever heard that? 
you know, like it was, it was very much that it's like, do I save my entire family and, uh, and not Teddy? And that's what I did. But Teddy, you know, actually Teddy was fine. Teddy turned out. Okay. But every, whenever we lose Teddy, I feel the same sinking sickness. I feel when I've, uh, when I can't find my cat. Yeah. So I presumably that's what you're going through right now. Uh, yeah. Similar. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. See, I that's just made me think because um, my, my my wife's been quite clever on uh, on on that very part because um, my uh, my my daughter she's not like in t- she's not attached to uh, items yet she's not got to that point. No, she's but, only little, uh, isn't she? Yes, yeah, so, uh, oh, five coming up to five months. Um, yeah. So yeah, no concept of anything really. No, no, not really. But she does have a little um, a little bunny. Uh, a little sleepy bunny that, for some reason, my wife named uh, Jojo Rabbit, which okay. seems inappropriate, but um, you know, sure, <laughs> sure, it's uh, sleep deprivation, isn't it? It's uh, uh, but she she was quite clever because uh, sort of my, my daughter started sleeping with it and uh, uh, decided that like that's the that's the teddy that's going to be the sort of the comfort teddy, and it's it's very cute. Um, bought a second one just in case yeah and- but then they talk they, they talk about this and like because because obviously we've been trying to find a second teddy it's only it's like a, it's like a spencer bear from marks and spencers it wasn't even the one that we bought for her it was in uh, uh it was in my, my in-law's house that she yeah. she she found it and really bonded with it and has kept it um but apparently they can tell it's not yeah. like the goldfish um <laughs> but apparently they can tell and also as well Basically, this teddy. I mean, you're in a you're in a good situation. Get two new ones, and keep switching them out. So they kind exactly of wear and tear at the same at the at the, at the same level. Yeah, they both but smell like we've her. Got, we've got this teddy. We're gonna have to get it and run it over with a truck. If we get the new teddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're I'm gonna have to be out there throwing a teddy into the road every day just to get it wear worn down to the to the level it was before. You're gonna have to find that same man to rescue it as well, just in case he left his mark. An element of yeah, his scent, his musk is on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that's and what we're talking about. What if you get a teddy, uh, run it over the truck, but it goes under the wheels? Well, this is it. You're gonna have to this do it again. It. <laughs> and it's just that I'm just chasing. You're gonna have to keep that man on retainer. <laughs> I'm just chasing a chasing a truck down the road, trying to. Can I just pull this out <laughs> your treads? Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's uh, that. But the whole thing, like, be having it having a kid, is like so much of it I, I I sort of don't know why I'm so invested in things that like I mean like Teddy she like blows her nose on Teddy but I, I like, I'm like really I'm like really like you've got to you've got to look after Teddy Teddy's yeah. really precious and she's just like you know and also the the reason I'm constantly feeling sick and and, and nauseous about losing Teddy is because she just she just she plays with it until she gets bored and that's you know five minutes after starting playing with it yeah. and just chucks it somewhere and doesn't think about it except for when she really needs it yeah you know so i'm there having a kind of like you know part of my brain is always going right well just remember that she put teddy in the cabinet under the telly because otherwise it get they'll get to bedtime she'll want teddy and i'll just be running around the house turning you know opening up yeah yeah saucepans and stuff thinking where she put it this time because <laughs> that's the that's the you know like that's the other thing it's like it's because it's only small it can pretty much be shoved into anything. It's small, smaller than the cat. Even it could be shoved yeah. under a sink, and I just wouldn't be able to. It wouldn't be able to even be able to mew. I was contemplating that there was one night after we'd been to a soft play party where I thought we'd left it at the soft play. We hadn't, 
luckily it was still in the house but i already i was driving to the soft play by the time my wife found it and called yeah. me back um but i sat up that night looking at jeep like miniature gps trackers <laughs> like find my phone <laughs> and thinking could i just get you know that way you can get your your, your cat chipped yeah 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 like my my friend whose cat goes missing all the time has got his cat was got a little collar with a gps in it yeah that's a great idea. now now it's like he's looking at it like obsessively it's like it, he's you know it's like he's got like a map my run thing so it'll be like oh this is where this is so he can see where the cat's been that day so he'll be at work watching thinking oh his cat's around at the night because the other thing as well is his cats keep going around to all the other neighbors houses yeah and being fed by the other neighbors that's the good thing about having a, an indoor cat like there's no other sources of food no. for them. They just they the chances are like one time I accidentally it was really it was a hot summer evening. I went out, opened the opened the the bifolds to go and tidy up the garden, put all the toys away, closed the bifolds, went to bed, didn't think of course Cosmo would have wandered out into the garden. And I woke up in the morning and just knew she wasn't in the house. Looked all around the house and then um and then found uh found her under the car in the driveway, just sat under, just sat under the wheel, like sat yeah, under the just, wheel, not and run her over. Yeah. But like she was like she was like no, I should have been funny, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I just saw her flying <laughs> through the air as a truck went past. Um, no, I saw her just sat under. And you think there's no reason, you know, there's no reason for her to go anywhere. She doesn't need anything else. She's got yeah. it all here. Um. Anyway, yeah. Curiosity, yeah, I don't though, know, isn't it? it? Is that's exactly that's very much. And uh, unfortunately, you know, that is what it, killed the cat. It, People don't talk about all the um, all the wonderful things that curiosity led to. You know, yeah, <laughs> curiosity led to the cat doing a, 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 a an adult education course in the evenings. You know, there's plenty yeah. of things that curiosity curiosity yeah. led the cat to learn the CPR that saved your life. Exactly. Yeah. You know, sure, curiosity led led the cat to try pegging. <laughs> you know, these are things that sure <laughs> nothing wrong with a bit of, nothing wrong with a bit of curiosity. <laughs> Important. Important of all the things that you could have suggested that was not on the list <laughs> to be honest what does it say about me yeah, um, what's it saying an what's awful it saying? lot it says i'm gonna have to end this conversation quite oh, swiftly come on now come on now <laughs> it, yeah, Listen, I, I, it, we're it, over zoom you're oh, pretty yeah. safe yeah yeah as long as you don't demonstrate uh <laughs> as long as cosmo doesn't walk past with a limp that's <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying whether or not Cosmo is the pegger or the peggy. Yeah, that hadn't occurred Cosmo, to me. Five Cosmo, legs of a cat. Cosmo could have said, "Yeah, Cosmo could have said, look, could you please, you know, it, you know, in her in her mewing communicative way, could you please buy me a small, a small little strap on that yeah. I can wear, and then get, I go out in the back garden, and, and then the, get on the, the fucking floor." Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Could, I mean, would I be? I don't think I'd be pegged by my own cat, but well, I'd. I'd, I'd, I'd I'd happily allow my cat to to peg the the ginger tom that crosses through our garden. That, sure. You know, like I feel like she she hisses at her through the patio windows. What's really going on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah, on, yeah. there's there's love a, a, there's, it's a, it's a exactly there's a real love hate relationship going on there, and I think they should focus on the love. This is uh, I did realise this is actually it's quite a, well, not serendipitous because that would be. If anything, the opposite. Uh, this is your fault, I would say, because uh, last time you were oh, on yeah. the podcast, I don't know if you remember, but you actually gave an impassioned speech uh, to aim, aim towards my wife uh, to convince her to get a cat. Oh, did I now? Yeah. Well, I'm very evangelical about cats. I think they're great. They're great companions, especially if you work in the house. On, I mean, I'm sure I'm just going through all the stuff I said before, but if you work in the house on your own during the day, lovely to have a cat around oh yeah. really relaxing 
but ultimately not especially needy you know yeah when, when it, whereas a, you know you don't have to take them out for walks they sleep 18 hours a day their uh their shits are not as bad you know they're okay to they're okay to shit in the house you know that's yeah yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not it's not a dream but it's better <laughs> yeah, than having to do it's not it's better it's better on than on a rainy day like today having to go right the dog needs to go for a poo let's let's you know wander to the nearest bit of grassy area yeah i think yeah i think they're i think they're great what's your cat called uh roshin roshin yeah named after anyone in particular connerty well, murphy it's funny you say that because uh, my wife wanted to wanted the cat to have uh her own surname um yeah and uh we we were struggling to think of anything so she's actually her full name is roshin connerty that is um that that is the case <laughs> That's a lovely name for a cat. It's a wonderful oh, yeah. name for a cat. Um, got a lot. I've got a lot of time for Rasheen. She's a wonderful person. Crucially, and... not actually named after Rasheen, but just has the same name. It's a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. She likes the name. She likes the name Rasheen. She happens to have a surname Connerty. That's, That's right. the way it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it is a bit odd when, um, like, it's a bit odd when the when the vets do that. They call your cat with a, they call you, you know, they give your cat a surname. I guess obviously they have to, yeah, in case there are other Cosmos there. But um, when when Cosmo went to be spayed, um, we uh, we got a, a letter from her, or like an email from her with a photo of her saying, "Hello, Daddy." <laughs> They're looking after me very well here at the neighborhood vet in Penge. It was really odd. It was really bizarre. Yeah, that but is think, creepy. Yeah, but but I mean, a lot of people get. A lot of people get cats. Now, did did baby, the vet definitely write it, or is there a chance that that's one of the well, things Cosmo learned at an adult education class? You know what? It's it, it, if it is, the communication has been uh, hasn't exactly been forthcoming since this first letter. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't describe her as a lady of letters. What well, did you She's write a lady back? Of letter. She wrote. Um, you know what? I think I may have written back to the. I don't think I. I don't think I sent a message back saying, "Oh, hello, darling. Yeah. I miss you so much." There you go. You've upset. Come back. Yeah, it, maybe, maybe it's my fault. If you wrote Cosmo a letter now, I think there's a good chance she'll she'll reply in kind. Yeah. All right. That's what I'll do. I'll write. I'll, I'll write a letter. I'll do. I'll, I'll write it. I mean, I'll, I'll write it on a bit of paper because I feel like writing it on the computer. She's always trying. Actually, to, to be fair, she is always trying to come and sit on the computer when I'm yeah. when I'm working on the computer. She could just be looking to see if she's got any any replies. Yeah, yeah. trying to log into her emails. Sorry, have you checked my inbox? <laughs> I've checked the litter tray. Yeah, but not the in tray. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, wonderful. Um, do, yeah, do they do they shout out uh, Cosmo Crosby? Because that's quite a. Did you think about that when you when you named her? Well, it was my wife who named her, and we. We we didn't no we just thought Cosmo's a good Cosmo's a good name it's a it's name great we, name yeah. it's a name we liked it's also um, slightly inspired by Cosmo Kramer from uh, Seinfeld yeah Kramer's first name's Cosmo as they as they reveal late, yeah, later yeah. in the in the show um, but uh, but yeah but it's it's that it's that awkward thing of like you know my wife wanted to get a cat my wife uh, found found Cosmo you know. Um, uh, my wife uh, gave birth to our children, uh, and yet they've all got my name. I, you know, like, I thought. Sorry, I thought you meant uh, Matthew. Yeah, they're all. I've got, <laughs> yeah, everybody, everybody. I call both my daughters Matthew. Yeah, I, yeah. 
I mean, that's always it's, it seems like it's more an, more an American thing. But the idea of a somebody calling their kids their own name. Do you know any juniors? Yes, you I do. do. Actually, yeah, there was one that immediately sprang to mind. There's a, a friend of mine that I used to work with uh, who has got what's the name from? I'm sure you'll know. I think I think maybe it's a Terry Pratchett novel. His name's Gage. Gage. Yeah. Uh, like as G- in like G A G E, not like a uh, Walter Gage. Not as in how you how you judge an amount. Yeah, Gage, and he's Gage Junior. Yeah, I think it's Gage Junior. I'm pretty sure it must be Gage Junior rather than Gage the Second. Yeah, insane. That would well, be the only I... reason I'd give a child the same name as me, so it could be the yeah. second. I think it goes. I think it goes Junior and then the third, doesn't it? Because I think with with the second, I think of kings or popes. Yeah, I don't think of Pete. He's not Robert Downey the second. He's Robert Downey Junior. That's but it's loud. But it's louder. Wayne Wright the third. I think. I mean, I don't know. There's something. There's something very. Uh, something very odd about it. You know. Yeah. I I think the fact that Donald Trump has a has a junior, that sort of tells you all you need to know. Yeah, that it really there's does. an arrogance. Yeah. There's an, there's a narcissism to calling your kid the same name but equally there's a there is a there is a there is a problem with the fact that the kids have my surname yeah you know, narcissism my, again that's it is yeah us, you know like you think why should it be why should it be me yeah give me another um, one my friend uh my I've, I've got a couple of friends who i've got friends gone double barreled yeah and the thing about double barreled is I, I like it sure but what then happens when your kids like when your kids get married if they get married yeah especially if they're getting married from a yeah i think if if two double barreled people get married are they quadruple barreled and then oh. what happens when their what happens when their kids because this is this, this is you know like this is the precedent we set if i want you know if i want to, my kids to be crosby lewis or lewis crosby um then then you know we're, we're setting a precedent that lots of people are going to be taken up and eventually you know down down the line you're just not going to be able to find a a, a business card big enough <laughs> to fit the number of names that your people are going to have. I would suggest, um, you know, just going by sort of the history and uh, and uh, for want of a better example, the royal family, for instance. Yeah. If uh, if there are two families of uh, double barrel names that are getting together, uh, I would say chances are they're probably related enough that they've got the same surnames. <laughs> <laughs> the same double barrels. Yeah. 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 So it's all right. <laughs> yeah. It's, I hadn't thought of that. Um, my, my friends, uh, went for, um, like portmanteau. Yeah. Brand new surname portmanteau. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's quite I, a popular I, thing at the minute. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if it works. Like, I don't know if it works that well for, for like, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be Cruis, Cruis. Yeah, Matthew Cruis. Oh, that's Does assuming that your like... your half would go first. Sure, or it could be uh, Luby, but that suggests sort of um, you know suggests well Luby is uh, uh, Cosmo's pegging nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Cosmo Luby. Yeah, <laughs> greased up and ready for action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, awful. <laughs> Absolutely horrendous. Uh, yeah, I've just, so I think I think Crosby Lewis is. We'll keep it with that. Yeah, that's fair.
we spoke briefly about the royal family there. It's my fault I brought that up. But, oh, yeah, uh, it yeah, did, yeah. It did occur to me. So the the last time uh, that you were on... Oh, you're actually the first returning guest, technically. The, fir- the first one uh, with evidence, because I uh, Jordan Gray, who uh, is a very good friend of mine. Do you know Jordan? I know Jordan. Well, I mean, do you know, do you know what? I... Um, I've worked on shows with Jordan, but I don't know if we've ever met. Oh, really? But obviously, yeah. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. Big no, she's she's amazing. Uh, and I was probably uh, around Sunday, no less. But uh, I had her on for her second episode during lockdown. This was uh, like the, f- the first time she came on. Uh, she yeah. was like same level as me, um, and the, that that changed quite. And now she's playing the Palladium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold it out. Uh, incredible stuff. So, uh, well, she's on her second. Looking to sell out the the second run of uh, Soho dates as well, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, absolutely uh, amazing. And I can't sell a fifty seater uh, in Cambridge, <laughs> so that's good. Feels feels good. Um, I mean, she's got a different demographic to me. To be fair. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. She's, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I I think you know, compare and despair is what they say. Uh, yes. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You know. So, but um, so there's another like, friend of mine who uh, like she's doing some incredible gigs, and I said to her like, "Oh, how'd you get that?" And she said, uh, "You know, oh, like I had this contact and this contact, but crucially, Sai, uh, we're we're filling different gaps in the market." I was like, "Yeah, that's a fair point." That is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, no. So uh, Jordan was uh, she she was the first returning guest, and we reached the end of the episode, and uh, it turns out my computer had malfunctioned, and uh, oh no, yeah, and uh, but like nothing came up on the on the screen because I had the uh, the video chat as like a full screen uh, so nothing came up to tell me that the uh, the recording software had stopped oh so, mate yeah we've not had a chance to re-record since because she's got busy yeah 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 she has yeah, yeah yeah she's um she's always yeah she's always working I'm sure she'll come back oh yeah 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 listen I've I'm always sure. got recording equipment with me so if uh, if everyone any chance you run into her in the street. Yeah. And is happens. she from she is she from your, your manor? Yeah, she lives just down the road. There we go. There, yeah. well, then, there we go. It, it'll it'll happen. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. hope I've I hope I've made you feel better. So much better. <laughs> What's my point? Oh yeah. Oh, right. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I have a really bizarre thing where I end up on podcasts where the host will talk about the other guests they will want to get on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm constantly going on. I'm constantly going on on podcasts where someone will go, "You're on the last leg," and I go, "Yeah, I go, oh, I'd love to get that." Adam, <laughs> love to get that Adam Hills on, and I go, "Yeah, okay, well, send him an email, see yeah. what happens." Good, good luck with that. <laughs> D, you know, DM him. Yeah, <laughs> because well, I I can't say to him that then. Oh, I did this great podcast because I don't want um <laughs> I don't want Adam Hills to go on a podcast and for the host to go. I tell you what. <laughs> You know Whoopi Goldberg, don't you? Goes, yeah, yeah, I know Whoopi. Yeah, well, I'd love to get her on. You know, because you know there's like, what's that? Do you know Whoopi Goldberg? He does know Whoopi Goldberg. And actually, do you know what? To be uh, to, to give Hilsey his his due, we always assumed when he talked about knowing Whoopi Goldberg, we assumed he'd done some gigs out in Hollywood. Yeah. Um, and had been on the same bill as Whoopi Goldberg, in the same way that I might say, bloody hell, who could I say I know that I. Like Patton Oswalt, right? I've I've met Patton Oswalt. I've encountered Patton Oswalt. To say I know Patton Oswalt would be a real. Uh, it would be stretching the truth to absolute breaking point. Yeah. Um. I've you know I've 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 seen 
but Pat, I've, I've worked with him and I've I've um, I've interviewed him, but you know he wouldn't. Every single time he says, "Who are you?" Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and quite and, and, and absolutely quite right too. And this is you know the last time I was in the same room as Patton, it was two thousand and eight, right? Yeah. So a long, long, long time ago. Um, and uh, if so, if I was going, yeah, I know Patton Oswalt, I know Patton Oswalt. Anyway, that's how, kind of how we assumed it was with with Hilsey and Woody. Yeah, Goldberg. yeah, yeah. Then we're working in in tele in um, television center one day. Oh, sorry, the London studios one day, uh, and they're filming this morning. And we're we're doing our uh, our little script read in the morning, and we hear a voice at the door going Adam, and in wanders Whoopi Goldberg. No way! And she just had literally just she'd seen him through the window and gone, oh look, there's my friend Adam. So like not in a, you know like not even in the kind of like he ran down the corridor and went oh Whoopi, remember me? We'd be together. Yeah, she yeah. saw him through a door and knew him so well that she thought I'll go in and and uh, and and you know what? It was I I felt I felt good for Hilsey because. <laughs> It really did prove we're in, in our minds. We were going, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he just thinks he does, which is yeah. a terrible thing. He's a, you know, he's a famous oh, person. I think he's we a famous all do international that. comedian, but you know what, what I mean? Yeah. You don't, really, you don't really know him. You did a panel show with him once and you know, yeah, you met him they saw you again. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it, he was, he is genuinely mates with Whoopi Goldberg, but I, I don't want him to get on a podcast and have them go. <laughs> Who else do you know? <laughs> no, I won't do that. So what I will say no, I is if you no, if no. you could just get in touch with Whoopi through Adam Hills, that'd be lovely. <laughs> I'd appreciate that. I mean, yeah, what what I won't do is ask Adam Hills to appear on a podcast. What I will do is ask Adam Hills to ask Whoopi Goldberg to appear yeah, on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Very happy, very yeah. happy to do that. That's great. I appreciate it. Uh, no, it's funny that you say that because um, uh, last time you were on, um, uh, I mentioned that I had messaged uh, Ed uh, yes, and uh, and then and then you told him that on the air, and uh, and he said uh, no. Well, there you go. Yeah. You your answer. <laughs> if anything, that's better. You know, like if you know that the Holy Grail isn't out there, then that's good. It yeah. frees you up. Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It yeah. frees you up to chase uh, chase smaller fish to rebook the fish you've already booked. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it's an absolute joy to have you back on, shall I say. That's, oh, it's uh, it's, it's a No, of course. It, in no it. way a chore. Um, no. That's, I, I don't know why I made that sound like it is a chore. It's not. It's, yeah. it's, it's one No way a chore. Yeah. yeah. That's a, um, an odd choice of words. Oh, so, yeah, I was familiar with your radio show anyway, because um, I, yeah. I, I listen all the time, because I, I used to listen to, uh, as, as I told you at the time, uh, John and Ellis, which yeah. obviously became your Brilliant. show. And like I'd seen, I'd seen the first series of Bad Olds, but I'd not yet listened to uh, any Pappy's podcast. Should I say, uh, you know, for for uh, for for my sins. Um, uh, since then, I uh, I've uh, I've not completed it yet, but I'm uh, I'm working my way through. Uh, oh wow! Cause the, oh, good for you. The, Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, no worries. No worries. It's an absolute joy. But I, uh, I. It's in no way a chore. I no, absolutely. So, do you know it is probably the it's, it's the only podcast that no matter what mood I'm in, because sometimes, like I, I always listen to podcasts when I'm driving to gigs, and yeah. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. So, like that's why I've not got got through to the end yet. But I do. I listen to loads, um, sort of uh, concurrently, and uh, but if I'm sort of driving, no, I can't decide what to listen to. Pappies just every time it's uh it's oh that's so kind there's nothing worse though when you start a podcast and you're driving and you're like this is not 
this is not working for me. I'm yeah. not like, especially if it's like, sometimes I think I've got a long car journey. I'll, I'll listen to like a brand new, like not, not necessarily a true crime podcast, but, a, but a sort of story, t- a documentary storytelling podcast. Yeah. Uh, six episodes long. I'll queue them all up and uh, either it's boring yeah. or more likely I just can't focus on who all the characters are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, I, I find the first episode, I basically have to listen to the first episode of every true crime podcast five times. Yeah. Because I can't hold in my head. You have to I start making why, but... like, um, you know, like flow charts. Yeah, I do. I, I do. I end up like that Charlie Day meme. Yeah. Um, I um, I have to, and I have to lean really heavily on if they say, like, there'll be some podcasts where they'll say, he looks a bit like this person, or, you know, like, yeah. they'll, they'll do a, I, I, I often think this as well, you know, like, um, I don't know if you listen to any of the kind of Dateline podcasts, the Keith Morrison podcasts. No. They're very, they're quite, they're quite schlocky, actually. They're like, they're, they're, they're um, there's this guy who's, he's got this incredible voice, and could it be murder? It's like that kind of thing. He's got that kind of voice. And, um, he every time he you meet a new character, he gives a description of them in not necessarily the most flattering way. You know, right. he'll describe them. You know, like he'll, he'll he'll sort of describe them as you know looking older than their years or whatever, yeah. or you know with grey thinning hair or whatever. You know, like this sort of this sort of thing. And um, you go, come on, <laughs> they've already had their brother's already been murdered. Do you have yeah. to say they? Look wrinkly and old as well. Just list some of the nice things. Just <laughs> list some of the. They must have some inner beauty, surely. Make it a compliment um, sandwich. That's you know exactly. Yeah. Um. It's um. So yeah. So you have to lean really heavily on the descriptions that they give, or go like, right, I'm just going to picture this person yeah. for this. You know. Um. But but yeah, then you're you're driving along thinking I'm not I'm not getting into this. And then it's like, well, when can I, like, I'm on the motorway now. When can I change the pot? You know, do I, do I pull over into a service station and end up being late just so I can scroll through my phone and think what's a better thing to listen to? But thank you very much for listening to our podcast. Oh yeah, no worries. Yeah. It's, 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 it's very, very, very kind of you. Very kind of you indeed. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to, that's the reason I brought it up. I mentioned the the Royal family. Uh, Yes. We come back and there was, I think it was the day after the Queen died. Uh, I was listening to an episode of Pappy's, and I'm pretty sure it was Parry said something about having sex with the Queen. And sure, 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 sure. I can tell you now that's not how she died. <laughs> no, but I did uh, just out loud to myself say, "Oh, that's poor taste," and then thought, "No, well, it was a different time, wasn't it?" So it's fine. Yeah, back when she was alive, it was absolutely fair yeah, game yeah. to say you wanted to have sex with the Queen. I mean, obviously, that's what a difference a day makes, yeah. as, as the old saying goes. But um, if we'd, I think what 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 did happen though was that on our Patreon, we did an episode where we ended up talking about um, Bruce Forsyth. Somebody sent us in an e- an email to say that they called their pub on the on the week that Bruce Forsyth died. They'd called their pub quiz team. Nice to see you to see you dead. And apparently, yeah, really upset everyone in the pub. And Tom leapt to our friend's defense, our, the emailer's defense, to say, look, if they've had a good life, if they've had a long life, you're allowed, you, you know, if, if somebody, like the amount of time before you can start making jokes about their, their death is entirely dependent on how long their life is. If they live yeah. to be in their in their nineties, you can start making jokes straight away. You know, that's, I think that's, so. that's, 
that's totally fine. Obviously, if they die in their fifties, then you maybe a little bit of a little bit more um a little bit more of a sort of period of um, yeah of, of, of solemn contemplation. Um, but we put this episode out on the day the Queen died without realizing that the Queen was going to die that day. Obviously, she died in the afternoon. Didn't yeah. She? Uh, so the episode went out. But to people who weren't quite, you know, like he didn't see when it had gone out compared to it. It seemed like we've gone like, oh, here's an episode just saying you can make fun of. But I also think totally, totally fair. People went so far into the world of like, this is the most. There was someone on, on, on the news saying it's the most important historical event of all time. And you go, come on now. Come on. No, you know, it's, it's, it's sure it's important, but, it, uh, you know. Is yeah. it more important it was, than... I think it's the least important thing she did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say dying was the least important thing she she did, really. Yeah. Like, it's sort of like, it, it, you know, it's significant for coins and stamps and Charles. Yeah. But, you know, it's not inconsequential, but it's uh, there, there are other things that she, she'd done in her lifetime yeah. that, that are probably the I mean, things to talk about. I think it would have been it would have been important if it had brought about the end of the monarchy, which I sort yeah. of like. There was, I mean, it could still happen. Oh, sure. You know, it, it definitely could still happen. But it did it did feel a little bit like we were going to go. Well, we've had our fun. Right? Yeah, we've had our fun with the monarchy. Let's let's move on. It's not what it used to be. It's not what it was in 1952. Let's just go. Let's yeah, move, let's move on and and, and try. Well, and Charles try isn't going to war on horseback, is he? So. No, exactly, exactly. Just like like the Queen well, did, <laughs> like the Queen did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but but uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, people did people did go mad, and for me, uh, as a as a dad dad of two <clears throat> under three, well, under three and a half year olds, um, the the tricky thing was because people went so crazy about respect and how respectful you have to be, and as a, as a mark of respect that every single shop and every single place closed yeah. every everywhere closed and you sort of went i get why it's i get why that's happening it's because you know the sainsbury's don't want to be the uh don't want to be the the the, the supermarket that gets a, an article written about them in the daily mail yeah yes yeah. you know where is that you know where's their patriotism where's their where's their respect how come they're open on this day but like it meant a, a bank holiday so the nurseries were closed where we couldn't do anything yeah. we just had we were just stuck in the house we just couldn't you know like we couldn't do anything uh luckily uh i think cb but well, iplayer was certainly still working so we could use iplayer disney plus didn't close down as a mark of respect but like children's zoos were closing and you're like how can that be you know is it disrespectful to go to a children's zoo on the day of the queen's funeral yeah it can't be. That's, that's right? what everyone said was that she had an incredible sense of humour. So, like, don't cancel the comedy gigs because exactly. She, also, she, she was, would have loved it. She, you know, also she was, um, she, you know, she opened half of these places. Yeah, you know, she would be. She wouldn't. She didn't go like I, I now declare this supermarket open, except if I die, in yeah. which case it's got to be closed for twenty four hours. No. She was like, in you go, go and buy some frozen peas and have a nice time. Yeah. She didn't write in her will, uh, I if I if I die, I want everyone to starve for a day. No. So exactly. It was, it was no. Centre Parks, wasn't it? Said that they were gonna kick everyone out for the day. Yeah, Centre Parks got themselves into real trouble. Yeah. Because they had um <laughs> they had that's the thing as well. If you've got people I wonder what other hotels did, like, you know, normal non-family hotels, because 
what can you do? You can't say you've got, yeah. You can't, because also that, 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 what are they saying? You've got to go, you've got to leave, drive home, drive back. You can leave your stuff in the chalet, but you've got to drive home, drive back, yeah. leave at home. Like, because they, if they're saying leave and go and stay somewhere else, then they're acknowledging that other hotels are open. So you might as well keep yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, I would, I, yeah. Have you, have you, have you, you're, you're pretty not quite at the stage yet where you're taking the family to centre parks. No, I've never been. It's, uh, I, I, I'd not been until uh, this, this year. Yeah. Early this year, we went, we took the kids and um, it was really hard work. Yeah, they were just too young. They were just too young. But it was, it was a lot of like, it was basically like real, like the like my daughter was really overstimulated. Right. Could 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 also like she would climb out of the bed she was in because obviously it's a bed. Sure. She was able to climb out of it, but she'd been in a cot previously, and so she was able to leave whenever she wanted to and just wander around. And she didn't really sleep for the entire uh, four days we were there. And everything is sort of designed to to amp kids up. You know, like everything is like, God. come in here and have a Coca-Cola and have an ice cream. And, you know, and then we're going to go to Tempin Bowling and then there's an arcade. And, you know, then there's a really crazy swimming bars and like nothing seemed to knacker her out. Everything just seemed to kind of make her one more. Yeah, well, no, because no, she didn't want any of it. She just wanted to <laughs> like, sort of basically like, like she just wanted to sort of run around and cry and throw herself on the ground. And like, yeah, we just, all want to do just, that. This, this is the thing I was talking to about with my wife about like how you've got to be, you've got to be quite understanding of little kids because they're only doing exactly that. They're only doing oh, what yeah. we all want to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, like the number of times, you know, you know, in the same way we talked about like starting to listen to a podcast and you go, I don't want this. Yeah. But, but there's a, the, the, we've just got that part of our brain developed that goes, right, well, you can't just throw a tantrum and, you know, <laughs> yeah. pull the car over and, throw your phone out the window, which is what you want to do. You go, okay, well, I'll persevere with this or I'll find a, a reasonable place to stop. And, you know, you, you, you know, you go and order food and you don't like it. And you go, well, I've just got to eat it now. Yeah, yeah, you've got it now. You've got it. You go, I've just, that's, you do, the kids just don't have that bit of their brain. If anything, it's, it's it must, must be amazing. Yeah. It must be great to be like, you know what? No, I know I literally said, 30 seconds ago that I wanted a bowl of Cheerios. Now I've seen these Cheerios. We decided I don't want them, so I'm going to chuck them on the floor. Yeah. And you and you can deal with it. you just got to be a bit, you know, a bit that sympathetic would be, to it. That would be delightful. I'd love to say that I'm going to try to live like that for a bit, but uh, I don't, think, don't think it would go down well. No. I think if you're looking for a, if you're looking for a really quick way for your, your wife to leave you and take the kid and the cat. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's the way to do it. Yeah, just start, just start th- throwing your toys out the pram. Yeah, literally, just throw, throw, throw a plate at the wall and shit my pants. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, it, it, you know, obviously, that's that's pretty much what um, Kevin Spacey does in American Beauty. Yeah, he makes it look like fun. <laughs> sure, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you can't, you, you can't behave like a toddler. No shame. It's a shame. I mean, since uh, you know, since you were on the uh, the first time, we've uh, we've we've met in person now. We have met in person, yeah, yeah. We yeah. met at Jeff Rosenstock. We did indeed, which is one of the more interesting gigs I've ever been to. Yeah, it was it was fun that that gig. Um, it was really like the, the the thing with social media and with the internet. Like when I first started going to gigs, obviously none of that was there. So when you when 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 a band arrived in your town and did and did a gig. 
my town being London. So not really. Yeah. That. Yeah. But when the, when, the, when the band who lived in London did a gig in London, <laughs> um, uh, it, it it was it was like it was exciting, you know. You're like, right, which bits off the album are they going to play? Yeah. And yeah. now, uh, like, I saw Pavement recently at the Roundhouse, loved it. But in the run up to it, I nearly drove myself insane looking at the set list from every because they post their set list every night. Yeah. They'll be like, thank you, Leeds, and they'll post a set list, and I'll be like, oh, they played that in Leeds. They didn't <laughs> play that in you know, they didn't play that in Manchester. But but what if they don't play it when they get to London? Yeah. And they're doing five gigs in London, so they could think, you know. And it, it drives you absolutely insane. And but equally, you could follow uh, like how a band is getting on, and watching the Jeff Rosenstock band get picked off one by one yeah. by COVID, arriving as a as a five piece, and slowly getting whittled down to the night before we saw them, a three piece, and then the morning of the gig, a two piece. Yeah, just uh, just Kevin and um, and and Jeff, drummer and frontman. Uh, yeah, it's um. It's, uh, it was wild. It was. It was. It was. It was. A, it was absolutely a wild ride. But one of my favourite gigs I've ever been to. It was incredible. It was, yeah. It was so. It was so good. And I think we said that to each other at the time when we ran into each other. Of like, no one else is getting this. No. It's you know it's totally it's the unique. Absolute, it's the absolute definition of a gig where the the act isn't just coming out and trotting out what they did in Leeds the night before. Yeah. You know, it really is. This is, you know that. All the other, all the other. Um, obviously, he came out and did half an hour uh, solo with an acoustic, with the audience kind of singing the other instruments. Yeah, just kind of, you know, it, like it, spontaneously uh, singing the brass parts and the and, and everything else. Um, and then he uh, he brought out bo- a bunch of other musicians from the other bands who were supporting him, who all seemed to know enough. Yeah. Like, this bassist has learnt three other songs. We'll do three, three with with this bassist, and then this guy uh, is in another band I'm in, so he's going to sing a couple of songs. And I loved it. Yeah, it was incredible. I thought it was so good, and it felt really, really like. And I, I think the fact that I knew the story that led up to it was brilliant as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, like I was texting my friends who were who were going, just going, like, "What's going to happen?" Like, you know, like yeah. you got like, oh, the, right, the keyboardist, he he can't do it. That's going to be hard. There was, you know, there was a point when it was just the, you know, John, Kevin, and, and 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 Jeff, and you're like, well, that's the band, isn't it? It's the drummer, the bassist, the guitarist. That's a punk band. You can you can see a punk gig. That they with, can do with that, the, yeah, yeah, and especially because John John De Dominici is like has always performed with him. He's just like, he's, you know, they've they were in bomb the music industry together. It's like they they are they're a unit. Yeah. But then when he got when he got COVID, you were like, how's this gonna work? Um, but. I really, I really enjoyed it. I brought my friend along who had, didn't know your wife. I brought my wife as well. Yeah, yeah. But I also brought it was a, it was a group of us. But I brought a friend who didn't know him. Right. I, I thought you were and referring to your wife as your friend. She's I, my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I, I would say actually, she brought herself along. We brought we you know we went to, we went together. Yeah. But I dra- I dragged along this? somebody. Yeah. Yeah, I dragged along somebody who wasn't um, who wasn't. Uh, uh, didn't know Jeff Rosenstock at all. And um I after the sort of first sort of 20 minutes of him playing, I said, What do you think? He went, Yeah, yeah, I like him. He sounds a bit like Olaf the Snowman from Frozen. And I was like, Oh yeah, he does a bit. I never realized. <laughs> there yeah. is something of the of the Josh Gad to him, but uh but yeah, I think it was I mean I I want I, I sort of wonder if that is the best gig to bring someone who doesn't know him at all. Yeah. To. But but it was pretty I thought it was pretty exciting. It was pretty, pretty thrilling. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, it was yeah, it was incredible. It's just I, I think everyone like they always say at comedy gigs that everyone wants to see like the reason people like audience interaction is that they like to know that they're getting something that everyone else isn't. And yes, that is one hundred percent what happened there. There's no chance that anyone else saw that gig in that way. Yeah, no. it was uh, spectacular. And then and then we got stuck in a queue getting out because someone stole loads of phones. That's right. I'd forgotten about that detail. What an awful thing to happen at a gig like that. Yeah. Um, in fact, that's the first time I saw Jeff Rosenstock was down the road. It was also in Camden, down the road at the Underworld. Um, and there was a guy in the front row who uh, kept, like, because the stage is so close. You know, it's so close. To the stage. You yeah. kept grabbing the microphone stand and, like, waggling it around so Jeff couldn't quite sing into the microphone. And you go, what? What's what's wrong with people? Yeah, showing up to a I mean, I appreciate that the thief probably didn't go. I'll go and pick pick the pockets of loads of Jeff Rosenstock fans. He was like, you know, they they, they were they were just someone who went yeah, to yeah, yeah. a variety of of gigs and realized that you know it was worth paying twenty quid to get in because they could make whatever it is and selling off not selling the knockoff phones. Yeah, but you'd go like it just it it, it it's really depressing that you think. If you're in a in a room full of people who are all kind of basically facing in the same direction, you know, that that it's like you know what it's like that thing we were saying at the top of the at the top of the chat. The, the, the one bad thing is enough. You know? Yeah. If you went to that, if you went to that Jeff Rosenstock gig, if if at the end of that I'd have had my phone nicked, I would have been like, oh yeah, that was that fucking gig where I got my phone nicked. You know, it's too easy to to it's you know. A good time is too easy to ruin. Yeah. Uh, speaking of going back to the top of the chat, I've literally just had a message telling me that Roisin Connerty has come home. Oh, Roisin Connerty's come home. Fantastic. That's great. Um, not covered in blood? I don't know. I, I don't think so. I feel like my wife would have that mentioned that. would yeah. be included. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, great. So just having a night on the tiles then? Yeah, yeah. Just having a lovely time. Yeah, she's been out. Yeah. Well, she's obviously been out since uh, she she wakes us up for breakfast at about anywhere between five and half six generally yeah uh and, oh, uh, and she did a, do that so she's been out for quite a long time that is a that's a ball ache yeah when you've got a kid you know like that's the that's annoying when you think like that time between five and half six which oh. you uh, at which point your kid could wake up yeah you know but like this morning, both kids woke up at 6.40. And that to me is a tremendous win. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. It's so mad how quickly the goalposts move. And you go, yep, 6.40, I'll take that. Like we've got uh, we've got a, <laughs> when we record the Pappy's podcast over Zoom, we often have to start in the morning before we before we get cracking on with our, with our proper jobs. And um, so we'll start at like nine. And our producer will be like, oh, my God, nine. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember being I remember being 30 and thinking nine was an insane time to start work because I worked in a job where, you know, like like I worked in a job where either we did. I worked in the evening, which was comedy, or I worked in writing jobs where like no media company starts before 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's just like as a typical typical media day. You're going to start at 10 um and now i'm i'm like the other way like you know if a if a um if i'm working from home on a new show and they go yeah we'll give you a call about 10 o'clock to tell you what you're doing that day i go no no tell me now 
tell me tonight <laughs> so I can start working at eight because that's when I'm that's when I'm free. Yeah. I don't have to. I don't have two hours just pottering around the house, going. Well, this is time I could use at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's so mad. And like now, um, uh, oh my god, Where, who? I I heard this joke about someone talking about being about being old. Oh yeah, it was Bruce McCullough from the Kids in the Hall. Um, I, he put this on Instagram from his from his show, and he said he said like I'm old. I'm getting old. I know I'm old. Because I wake up in the middle of the night and it's 11 p.m. And I was like, yep, that is that is me. That's absolutely how I, I totally 100% relate to that. Because because now, um, you know, the, the kids go down at, at 7. Yeah. I'm down at 9.30 if I can. Between 9.30 and 10. Uh, and I sit there. And I, I, I sit there in bed and I read my magazine and then it gets to 10 o'clock and I go, right, that's it. I've got to, got to call it a night. Yeah. So actually, so... ten o'clock to six forty. I'm sleeping nearly nine hours there. That's it's amazing. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping more than the kids need to. I. But, uh, uh, I mean, I still. I ought to do that. I know I should do that, really. But uh, I still. Uh, I, I go. I go to bed at um, midnight. Well, I can't. It's a bit can't late do it anymore, man. But I bizarrely. Uh, so I've just started um, uh, working freelance now. Uh, as yeah. a uh, as a copywriter, which is delightful, which means I get to work at any time that I want. So I've started start uh, start I've started work at seven a.m. every day. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Guess how much done. Yeah, and, uh, that would never have been my best suggestion. Part of, I've got best a, part of the day. If I if I don't credit that to my wife, then she will uh, <laughs> she will right. call me out on that uh, quite publicly, I think. But um, yeah, I, I mean, that, that would never have been my suggestion. I'd have said, yeah, maybe I'll get up at like half nine and then start around then. But uh, no, yeah, I get, set my alarm for quarter to seven. There were there were days before I had kids. There were days when I could, I could basically, you know, I could, I could, I could do two days worth of work. I didn't do it very often, but if if two jobs came in at the same time and said we need you to work on Wednesday, I could say yes to both of them and start one at like you know seven, half six, seven. And then finish the other one at midnight. Yeah, and it was like great, great. I've done two days' work here. You know, it's great. I don't have to worry about the rest of the week. Um, you know, if if something comes in, it comes in. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's great. Um, but yeah, I do. I've got my my thing now is that basically because I've got the I've got the the nursery run. It's kind of you know this is this is uh, uh, like nine o'clock is about the earliest I can start. But still, I don't be kicking my heels for an hour. Yeah. While the rest, while the rest of media land, you know, tries to shake off their cocaine hangover. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you're just up in the morning taking cocaine. Then that's the best time. Oh, the best time, the best part of the day. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it's cocaine o'clock. It must be cocaine o'clock. Yeah. Honestly, it makes those. It makes those. T- yeah, it, to be fair, actually, I am throwing as many tantrums as my kids. <laughs> yeah, I've become, I've become that person. That'll, uh, that'll do it to you. Let's ask you some questions. Yeah, ask uh, me some questions. We, we always do that. Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember what I was going to say about it, but all I remember is from the uh, from the the first time you were on. I I have written something down, and I can't remember what that's in reference to. That well, is, I tell you what, it's a, it's a weird question. Read it out and let's see. Let's see what we get. It's specifically for you. I've saved it as a note on my phone under the title "Questions for Crosby." Um, okay, and it's just the one. 
And I th- so it's question. It's question for Crosby. Yeah, qu- questions for Crosby. Well, actually, there are, there are two. Uh, but, okay, but it does say question. Um, and I assume this is something to do with. I tell you, I tell you why I wrote it down and thought about it at the time is because I thought we were recording last week, uh, and this would have yes. made more sense to me. Um, but obviously, I ended up getting new carpet and flooring, which is lovely. It's fine, but um, it's somewhat pandemonium in the house still. But I assume there was something that happened on a on a Pappy's podcast where you were talking about where you were talking about licking gravy off a dog. Yeah, it does ring a bell. It does ring Do, a bell. Why does are we it? talking about lick, why are we talking about licking gravy off a dog? I don't know. But it. And, oh, uh, wait. Was that not? Did that? Didn't we? Did did I not talk about this on the on the Radio X podcast on Sunday? You may Alex, have. Alex Horn got a. Um, yeah. He he got a didn't he get a dog hair in his spleen or something? <laughs> like a dog hair, a, a dog hair went in his mouth, and it ended up going in his sticking in his spleen. He had to have it had to have it like surgery to have it plucked out of his spleen before his spleen. It might have, might have had to have his spleen out or something, something like that. That's horrendous. But yeah, maybe maybe that's although that doesn't bring that doesn't bring the gravy into it. No, there was something. What was, it, what, have, what was the question, or was the question just licking gravy off a dog? Well, for some reason, I've written down: Would you lick gravy off a dog? Um, I because I think you know it, what there was something about there was. I feel like there was chat about gravy and licking it off of various things, and I think I just conflated those two things. And right, let's 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 think about it. I had gravy last night. I had bangers and mash, so yeah. I had some gravy last night. Would I lick it off a dog? I don't think. Well, I certainly wouldn't lick it off a, uh, off a dog. I didn't know. Yeah, sure. Um, would I lick? You know what? I don't think I would lick anything off my cat, and my cat is the closest animal to me. Uh huh. Um. Uh, not just in terms of geography, emotionally as well. Sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't think I'd lick anything off my cat. Because, you, you know, like, I'd, I would lick something off my... I would lick something off my kids and have done. Sure. Right? Oh, we've all done when that. You, we've, all, when, we've all licked things off your kids, Matthew. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of posh gastro pubs now that serve you know like you get food on a on a, like yeah like food served on a, on a wooden pallet yeah a bit slate. often just served just served off my kids yeah um but but yeah i, I that that becomes a thing that very that's like starbucks in... isn't it when you take your own cup in you get a discount yeah yeah take take take, take your own kids fill her up with coffee I'm sure there'll be no negative repercussions for that um i uh i don't i i don't like um and um, yeah i, I like I, 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 I've, I've got no problem. I've got no problem with licking um, stuff off my kids. Yeah. Because uh, you just have to. It becomes a situation. Like I remember the first time it happened when we took Cleo to a restaurant, uh, like a little cafe, and we were trying. We, were, you know, we were complete novices. We didn't realize how to, how you're supposed to do it. Sure. But basically, I had her on my lap while I tried to eat my food. Just a, you know, just oh, a real yeah. rookie mistake. And it was like a it was like a uh, veggie breakfast, and you just like yammed her hand into the into the avocado, of course, and basically managed to bring up like bring an entire mashed avocado back, all coated on her hand. Yeah, but it was just such like, a tiny uh, hand, like Indiana Jones and the heart. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Except that if the heart had been uh, mashed up and stuck on some sour bread. Yeah, it's the vegan um, version, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, and I just and I remember thinking, right. I can either try and pick her up and get her to the counter to get some napkins to get her cleaned up, or 
her entire hand at this stage fits in my mouth. I'll just do that. Yeah. And also, it's still my breakfast. Crucially, it's my breakfast. So I popped her entire hand in my mouth and gone, done. Yeah. Polished. Lovely. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't like to do it, but, you know, there are there are times as well where you go, like, I've, you know, I peeled some porridge off my kid, the top of my kid's head this morning, my youngest kid. Uh, and you go like, where does, where's this porridge going to go? I can either try and then, you know, I'm carrying the kid, there's porridge on her. I've got to get her up the stairs. I can either walk back into the kitchen for the bin or I can just eat the porridge. The porridge is going in. Right? Yeah. You've just got to do it because I don't, yeah. I mean, or, or carry her up the stairs with one hand and then wait till I get to the loo and like wipe it on some loo roll and flush it. But then you go like, that's wasted easy. porridge. Exactly. Exactly. All it's, you know, it's been, it's gone straight from the, the pan to the bowl to her head you know i sort of i know the journey there how's that any different to a plate exactly if anything a baby's head is probably cleaner than a lot of plates you'd get in like a wimpy or whatever sure right i thought you're going to say at home (laughs) oh no 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 no. but you know like like a plate a plate in a restaurant has been touched by somebody else's hand at least one other person's hand yeah 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 probably two other people's hands I think that I think that's sometimes about cutlery. You know, oh, when you think it's about being like, in people's mouths, being in people. Yeah, exactly. You think, oh, I'm I'm using this, I'm using this spoon. I'm very happy putting this spoon inside my gob. But this is how I many? What, what am I? The seven hundredth person since this spoon was made. The thousandth person. The fifteen yeah. thousandth person to put this to put this spoon in my in my in my mouth yeah swirl it around and uh, i'd yeah. never thought about that until now and uh mm. i think my time in restaurants may be done that's it it's over <laughs> but i think you know like Finger i think I, I, I was a bit like I, I was a bit like that when i first you know like not when i first started going to restaurants but like when i was when i was younger i used to be a bit more weirded out by stuff you know dirt being on things yeah yeah but actually the more you think about it the more you go well there's stuff like it's a bit like when they were like um do you ever go to a, a mcdonald's and they there's, there's, they've got those screens you've got to order from now yeah and sometimes you'll get somebody there stood by the screen with a um spray wiping the screen down but often you won't it'll just be covered in greasy fingers yeah and uh that used to really bother me it, you know but even like even pre-COVID, like, I sort of went, it doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, it sort of, sort of COVID proves it sort of does, but it sort of doesn't really matter that we, you know, when they, when they would go, well, we went to this restaurant and there was like poo in the ice, you know, you go, yeah, but yeah. were people dying? It's just a bit of poo. We're a, just a bit of poo. We all, we've all eaten bits of poo. Exactly. There's just bits of like you know if you if you're going to live in a city if you're going to travel we've all eaten bits of poo. That's just, that's what happens when you eat food off of your kids. You're eating a bit of poo. Yeah, yeah. sure. This is it. There's just like an, but 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 equally in the same way that like I would happily clean up like I'd happily I, I sort of don't get how the the nursery teachers can change fifteen different kids nappies every day. Yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. I'm fine changing my kids nappies. I don't find it gross. I don't find it disgusting totally but if it was somebody else's kid i may struggle yeah 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 what i find about eating food off my kids heads yeah go on what what i find odd is uh i would be uh i'd be more willing to no how will i phrase this i'd freak out less 
when my finger goes in my daughter's poo than if it went in mine. Is that weird? That's a really good point. Yeah, no, no. I think as as well because it's a more common occurrence. Yeah. You're constantly getting you're constantly getting your own kids' poo on oh, you. That's just it's everywhere. That's just that's just gonna happen because yeah. you've got a little kid. I used to it also like I used to hate it when when parents would talk. I mean, I, 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 I'm aware of this now with non-parents that I don't tell them anything about my kids doing a poo because most people don't find that cute. Or In fact, basically, I don't I don't tell too many stories about my kids. He says after telling a very boring story about his kid putting his hand, hand in some avocado. But like if I'm with if I'm with um, like mates. Whether they've got kids or not. You've got to realize that most kids, you know, they're entertaining to you and to their grandparents. Yeah, 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 yeah. But most kids, it's got to be like your kid has got to have done something really. Oh extra yeah. Special for it to be for it to be. I mean, like even your kids saying a word that sounds a bit like a swear. Yeah. You know, which I think is hilarious. Oh, it's hilarious! That's the funniest thing in the world. But yeah. The thing is but... like. But when I when I uh, back when I worked in uh, Screwfix all that time ago, of a week and a half ago, people would say to me, "Oh, how's your daughter? Like, what's what, you know, what's she doing now? She rolled over today, like, but it's it's not interesting, is it? It's not what they want to hear. Like, no, it's, it's it's brilliant. She rolled over. It's an incredible achievement uh, for a parent to witness. But why would yeah. anyone else give a fuck? Yeah, it's it, it's 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 mad that they ask, "How's your daughter?" Because it's it's we so rarely get asked how our kids are yeah by 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 especially especially by people who don't have kids they never think i mean i always if i if i ever with somebody who's got kids i'll always ask about the kids yeah and the answer is always yeah yeah fine but you know or 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 it'll be something exciting like oh they're in a and e last night yeah yeah how are your kids by the way my kid oh yeah (laughs) yeah they're 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 fine they're 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 in nursery they're they're okay they're okay um the other thing as well is like being at nursery is you get we've got a little app that tells you what they're up to during the day and that again you know like my friend who's got the who's got the tracker on on his cat um he doesn't have kids of course he doesn't he wouldn't be tracking his cat if he had kids but um but that is the it's the same thing i will literally my 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 wife and i yesterday we we're both working from home we went out to a cafe for lunch and we sat down with the app open and went oh Oh, she's eaten half her lentil casserole. That's good, isn't it? Like literally poured over what our two kids were doing at nursery. Bore, you know, yeah. boring. Absolutely boring. That is uh that is incredible. That's I mean it's yeah, it's like checking the uh like checking the the schedule of Glastonbury, but uh but far less interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, I believe someone eating a lentil casserole is happening at this year's class. Oh, this is very much happening. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about the the scheduling for that. You can pretty pretty much look anywhere and yeah, someone yeah. eating a lentil casserole. Yeah, don't you worry it's about like, that. Uh, Bob Gildoff clicking his fingers like every time I click my fingers. <laughs> someone's eating a lentil casserole. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, you know what? Good. So 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 anyway, good question. Basically, yeah. Crucially, lick, no. Lick you, grave, would, you wouldn't lick grave your dog. dog. Yeah, it it led us somewhere though. Yeah, it it really did. Because uh, what I thought of when that came up, uh, also, and I don't know entirely why it came up, was uh, I, I 
I was playing uh, Cards Against Humanity with my wife and my friend once uh, at my oh, friend's yeah. house. And uh, um, my wife was acting out, uh, n- what is it, knocking knocking a sweet out of a child's hand, something like that. And sure. And she was acting it out quite viscerally and, uh, and launched a tub of uh, Frank's Red Hot Sauce over my friend's dog. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, absolutely fine. It was fine. It was <laughs> But but also like surely the dog's immediate instinct is to turn around and start licking at the hot sauce. Yeah, it didn't like, though, thankfully. Which oh would have been a bigger issue. Yeah, because then that's then you've got a dog just like like because then you've got a dog going berserk and and uh, Jackson Pollocking your, <laughs> yeah, your, exactly. your your walls <laughs> with with hot sauce and then probably other things. Yeah, uh, but oh my god, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We've not special. like. Like we've not done anything that's you know it's it's the it's the big fear isn't it with with kids is that they're gonna reach uh you know like the the, the worst that happened was that uh that my daughter opened a, a bag of um ready break we've we've got back into ready break which is a real sort of 80s 90s um yeah. cereal but my daughter loves it yeah. and she opened a bag of ready break it over the kitchen oh. and ready break unlike normal porridge is really it's like a dust it's like a fine dust oh yeah and it was just opening a big bag of dust over the uh, over the kitchen and like that's a big part of being a parent is just going right well that's something for later <laughs> yeah that's you know? not an immediate job yeah yeah that is it, it's big and it's bad and if there was anything you know like if there were other people in the house that would have to be an immediate situation but now it's just look i'll get you out the house I'll get you to nursery. I'll come back and I'll deal with the chaos. Yeah. And just hope the cat doesn't go in it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. in either sense of the term. Yeah. Maybe put a bowl over it. Sweep it oh, no, this was like, this was like half a kitchen. Right. It was like, you know what? If, if I've been trying to kind of create a sort of Santa's grotto effect, it would have looked pretty decent. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't like she just, it, cause it doesn't, it hits the ground and like mushrooms up. Like it's like a, it, it just, it, it catches the air. Yeah. It was quite something to see. You just, yeah, it was, and it was just, it was like cascading like sand dunes across the kitchen and covering every surface. But you go, well, look, I could sort this out now. Yeah. And we're all going to be late. When when I was a, a, a young, young boy, uh, there was a post office at the end of my road and we knew the woman that worked in there. She was a lovely woman. Uh, and uh, I, don't, I don't know why I told you that's not particularly relevant to the story, but I was you're, you're, uh, you're painting a picture, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't have the attention span for these sort of things, so no, exactly. I'm, I'm now imagining a lovely woman, yes. Uh, yeah, who lo- runs a post office, lo- lovely uh, uh, little Indian woman called Vivian. Um, great, picture in uh, Viv now in my head, and, yes. Uh, and we called her Viv as well, she was lovely. Of course, you called her yeah, Viv, you're familiar, and she called me Sam, it's great. Um, okay, <laughs> but at least she called you Sam every time. She yeah, oh, it was, consi- was consistent. Yeah, but there, there, it was, there, it was, there was a boy called Sam correct. that lived down my road, and she called him Simon. So it, you know, it's uh, there we go. Yeah, there it's go. fine. A nice name swap. But uh, every time, not every time. I don't know why I said that. Uh, I, I went in there once, and like you know, those it's just memories of sort of sad things that have happened in your life that just stick in your head and like every time you go to do a similar thing it will reoccur uh i bought a bag of skittles in there and this is back in the days when skittles were in bigger bags um, oh yeah and before shrinkflation uh, yeah that's right 
and uh, it went everywhere. It was just—it was one of those. It's oh, a, a tough bag. No. I pulled it, oh. and I've never seen a burst like it. And I just sort of, uh, I just sort of smiled and I left. Oh right, you didn't even sort of say, oh, "I'll clean that up." You just let no, no, no. You let poor old Viv get down on her hands and knees and have to sweep the rainbow herself. That's right. Oh, no, I imagine right. she told me not to worry about it. Yeah, no, exactly. Of course. I imagine she she, didn't... she probably gave me another bag of skittles. Well, I mean that's that's a crucial detail to if you do you imagine it or did it happen? Because I I think what would you do in that? Because you know obviously Viv, you know she's a she's a pillar of the community, but she's also crucially got to earn a living. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. She can't be doing two for one special every time someone messes up a uh, a bag of skittles. No, no. But this you know this was was it the eighties? Could have been the early nineties. People were more generous then. Do you think so? No. Do you think so? Do you think people were more generous? I mean, who knows? I don't know. Well, things cost less, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can't I can't argue with that. That bag of definitely... skittles probably cost about 20p at the time. Yeah. We're looking two pounds now. What's tw- yeah, what's 20p to Viv? Yeah. She's doing all right. She's running a profitable post office. Oh yeah, she did well. Doing great. Doing great, yeah. Of course yeah. she did. Um, did you have a second question or have we had it? <laughs> No, that was... Uh, I can't remember. That's just the one question. Uh, oh, I can't remember what I asked you last time is the problem. Um, uh, you know what? It's fine. You can ask me some of the same stuff and I'll try and give answers. That try and give new answers, yeah. Yeah, they don't feel oh, like I've given them already. This is a good one that I've not asked bef- anyone before. So uh, I know I know Great. this is a new one. Uh, what jobs would you make national service? Like things that would just make life better for everyone if everyone knew how things worked. Uh, for instance, uh, because I, I, until recently, worked in Screwfix, I think yeah. everyone should do a stint in Screwfix just to understand how things work. Right. And do you mean understand how, like, the service industry works, or do you mean to understand how plugs work? A little of both. A little of both, yeah. yeah because I always find Screwfix, you know, they're intimidating shops, those kind of places right yeah because there are two types of people who go there there are people who show up in their van and go uh all right sorry i need that thing and the thing gets handed over and then there's people who show up in their courser twice a year maybe three times a year and goes right here's the situation i'm in now i'm at home there's a hole in the wall what like it's not this but like what do i need to uh, what do I need to do? And, and like, there's, I need, like, I, I think I need one of those red things. Yeah. It's like a thing. And the classic and obviously... one is here's a photo of a thing that is broken. Yeah. Uh, have you got one? And I say, yes, but we've got a lot of different sizes. What size is that? I don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 You <laughs> don't know how many details you should be taking into the screw fix. And, um, yeah, it's a it's a very very good point. I'm in a situation like this at the moment. I've got a um, I've got a plug that uh, sorry a, a light switch that's uh-huh. broken. The actual switch of the light switch has just popped out, right? Right. So what I've got going on at the moment is it's just resting in there, and by a sort of gentle nudge, it can either turn the lights on or off. But then occasionally, while you're sat on the loo, it's the downstairs loo. While you're sat on the loo, the lights just go off. Right. Or occasionally, I'll come down in the morning and the lights in the loo will be on because they just turn themselves on. And you um, need to fix that immediately. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. That's what I'm going to do today. But, um, but uh, I just, 
like here's the thing if it was a if it was just the plug if it was just the lights i'd be like well i'll do that yeah but it's also connected to the extractor fan right it's a, it's so i feel like it's a more complicated job than just rewiring the plug it's um, what no what you need to do is just uh, now make sure you turn the uh, the breaker off uh, yeah. for the for the downstairs lights yeah uh, and then double check that that's is still not coming on uh, because sometimes they're on different circuits uh, and then just look at the wiring and remember what it looks like right take a photo even but sure yeah yeah take it and screw fix uh, they don't need to see it but you know <laughs> so so it's the so I just need to rewire it looking like the wiring looks like with a new with a new light yeah. switch yeah yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be pretty much a standard uh, thing on the back now what I should say as well uh, from a legal point of view, is you're going to get an electrician to do this, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, do you know yeah, what? Yeah. Do you know what, Sai? You don't even need to say it from a legal point of view. I'm not fucking doing it. <laughs> I'm getting... Oh, I, I'm getting... I, I, I'm, I say I, that because uh, technically you, you're not allowed to do that, but I, I, I would. Yeah. I, I've, I, I, I've done it before. I've, I've, I've rewired plugs before uh, in my house, or light switches before in my house. And it's always very, you know... I'm always very impressed with myself when I've done it. Yeah. But uh, I just can't be bothered. Yeah. Yeah. You've, you know? got, you've got to make sure you get the like uh, the the wires around the right way. Because my dad did one in my old house. This was why I learned to do it. And uh, it popped because he'd put the wires. Yeah, in the that's way. that's exactly what I'm, I'm imagining is going to happen. You're going to have that moment of, uh, all right, let's see if this works. Click. And then everything in the house explodes. Yeah. And you go, right, well, I've actually caused, I may as well have just forked out the, 50 quid call out charge just to get someone around to come and do it yeah but you know what i'm gonna call, i'm gonna call someone today because it's been it's, we've had it like that for months that's, and... i mean that's, that's dangerous i know it's dangerous <laughs> i mean this is this is the, the problem this is why you need the national national service this is exactly it yeah so what jobs would you make national service i, I think i think you can uh, agree with me that screw fix should be one of them are there yeah. any more well i would say uh, it's a tricky one, this one, because obviously it involves uh, a duty of care mm. in a way that in a way that uh, Screwfix doesn't. But I think I have a better understanding of the world from my few years teaching. So I would say, obviously, don't, let's not replace teachers with with randos off the street because you're obviously imparting an education. But I think everybody should do six months to a year as a teaching assistant. Yeah, yeah, TA, yeah. Yeah. I think I think you will I think you'll learn a lot about yourself. You will realize exactly uh you you'll also it also something about going back into education makes you realize how much you didn't get out of it first time round. Yeah. I think loads of people feel that, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when the thing back... from uh, from teaching drums, I suddenly learned all of the things that my teachers were trying to teach me before. Yeah. <laughs> just going, Oh, so that's how, that's how you do it. Yeah. 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 That must, that mistake I constantly make and don't, yeah. you can't get around it. You learn are more you from a drum- teaching. I am. Are yeah. you a drummer then? Yeah. And you, and you teach drums. Uh, I used to. Yeah. I've not done it in quite a long time. I could do. I'm, would you, I'm were you doing, good. were you, were you like going into schools to teach it or were you, yeah. um, were you having people come around there? Yeah. Both. The yeah. Amazing. And did you play in bands? Were you? Were you? I have done. Yeah. What yeah. led you to drums? Because I, 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 I used to play the drums. I mean, I, I technically 
I'm technically I still can play the drums, but I just haven't played them since. Well, I haven't played them since my friend's wedding when I got roped into being in a in a wedding band. Um, but it was which was like totally totally fine. But I always feel a little bit like I'm a bit of an imposter because I'm self taught, right? Um, and there are things I know must be easier than the way I'm doing them. Sure. Do you know what I? Do you know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm doing some things in the most complicated way possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when you see somebody do a really effortless fill and you go, um, by the way, have you seen Effortless Fill? One of my favorite drummers. <laughs> um, uh, Very good. Doing, doing, it, doing like an effortless fill and you go like, oh, when I do this, I feel like my entire body tenses up and I'm going, I'm just trying to, I'm not, you know, it doesn't flow out of me. I feel like I've got... You know, I've got these five things I have to do, and I'm going to do them as quickly as possible in succession. But it can't—that can't be the way to do it. Yeah, there's got to be a there's got to be a more a, a more kind of uh, fluid way to do it. But actually, I've I've taught drums as well. You know, for someone who's got imposter syndrome, I taught drums to uh, Lisa Kudrow of yeah. um, of uh, of the of the TV show Friends. She wasn't for the TV show Friends. It's a bit before my my uh, time yeah uh, although actually probably i was a better drummer when friends was on the television than i was uh, when i taught lisa kudrow the, uh, the 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 drums but yeah when she was um, when she was um she had to she had to play drums in a scene for a, a, a sitcom called feel good may martin's feel good oh yeah that, uh, that um my wife was producing and uh there were two options she could either learn them in la and get taught by katie tunstall and you remember Tate yeah, Tunstall? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or she could learn them in uh, Britain and get taught them by me on the morning before the, the day she was supposed to film. Yeah. And due to scheduling, she actually got taught by me. But one of the, you know, like, it's quite an odd business, this, because you can be doing, you know, you can be doing gigs in front of four people. You can, and the next night you can be doing gigs in front of 4,000 people. Yeah. You know, you can be, you can be working on, you know it's it's all it's all telly so it's all fun but you can work be working on you know i don't know an itv dating show and then the next day you're working on you know a a, a kind of a big budget lavish shiny floor type thing yeah you know these these that, that's the kind of the the, 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 the kind day of, after the, that the... you're teaching trumpet to jennifer aniston oh my god i'd, I'd love to absolutely love to uh, I was I was terrible. I, I I learnt trumpet at primary school. I was given lessons. Oh, really? I really didn't learn it. Um, but yeah, I was talking to my uh, I was talking to my wife about this the other day. Real memory popped in of like because we were talking about my daughter going to school and what what instruments she might learn. And I remember there was there was a, a trumpet that sort of belonged to the school, so all the kids had a had a go on it, and you could have lessons with with the teacher. Yeah. And I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't get the. <laughs> Like I couldn't get that yeah. to, to make the noise. Yeah. Yeah. The old the old satchmo. I could never get the old satchmo going. Um, so what I would do when I would practice the, the trumpet, I'd go upstairs and I would just sing down the trumpet. Like the, <laughs> okay. my best approximation of a trumpet noise. Like a like, might, like sort of like a kazoo. Yeah, exactly like a kazoo. Yeah. So I would just go, I'd go upstairs and be like <laughs> And I, I could only assume my parents were like, well, that's not the trumpet. That's someone making the noise of a trumpet through a trumpet. But they still carried on giving me lessons. So when Homer sang saxophone. Saxophone. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I, I may, maybe that's one of the techniques they thought. Yeah. They, they were like, oh, you know, first you've got to learn how to sing down a trumpet. And once you've cracked that, you can actually start making noise with the trumpet itself. 
Um, but so one of the just to clarify, were you, were you okay with using this universal trumpet? But you don't want to lick grave your dog. Well, when you're a little kid, you don't think about things like yeah. that's been in a bunch of other 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 kids' mouths. And uh, you know what? If the lesson had been even even as a child, if the lesson had been blow through this dog and music comes out, I would have probably said no to that as well. <laughs> regardless of which end that to blow into i'd say no i'd say no to that but but i was um <laughs> so I, I remember then my, my granddad's uh, sorry i've just was, uh, got an image of a dog's tail just going across your head as you play it through the ass. <laughs> yeah what 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 an image from from pegging cats to blowing dog <laughs> all of all of all of animal life is here really we um anyway my 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 granddad who was very ill in hospital um remember oh, this sorry. is a terrible this is this takes a dark still laughing turn from the last story not from <laughs> granddad no, in hospital it's fine because it's 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 a real weird insight into my psyche my granddad uh, who was very ill in hospital I remember visiting him and him saying you know what when I get out of hospital he'd been in for ages yeah when I get out of hospital we're gonna have a big party. And you're going to play the trumpet at the big party. And I remember going, fuck me. I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I don't think so. Because I, I can't play the trumpet. Yeah. And it's it's fair enough locking myself in my bedroom and singing through a trumpet. But if I've got to do it in front of my aunts and uncles and everybody, oh, Matthew's going to get up now to celebrate um, uh, dear granddad John feeling better. He's going to play a trumpet. Uh, so, and this is an, an, an appalling admission. But when he didn't leave hospital... Uh, or at least he didn't leave hospital in a living state. There was a sense of relief uh, because I was worried because... you going to say that. To be honest, <laughs> I thought well. And I mean, like, at least it's not going to be that. But oh no, okay. I was like, I, you know, it wasn't the it wasn't the it, you know, grief is a complex uh, series of emotions. It's not one thing. But I remember I've got I've got terror, and I feel, I feel a lot of guilt about this. But I've got two terrible like, but when both of my grandparents, my both of my grandfathers passed away, I've got bad things that i thought i was i was a little kid i was like seven or eight so i was like not a fully formed thing but i i remember thinking oh well at least i have to play that trumpet sad yeah. and everything that he's gone and i'm and i'm gonna miss him a lot and i'm and i loved him very much and he was my you know i absolutely adored adored the man but there was a part of me going if you're gonna look on the bright side of anything here yeah you know was there a point and, of view at, at, at any point that that thought uh, I might have to kill him. Well, it was either kill him or learn the trumpet. Yeah, and there's no way I'm learning the trumpet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got you've got a kitchen full of knives. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I don't know why that was my go-to. That he... why would it? I think I think it's surely it's going to be the the pillow. The, the pillow face, under his right? head, of course. It's already there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, the pillow under his head won't kill him. Uh, that's very <laughs> no. much what they've That's very much what they've already done. You, you've yeah. got to turn him yeah. over and hold him down. That's the that's the key. Yeah. Again, I think I'm moving the pillow rather than my entire granddad. Like I say, I was seven or eight. What's there's wrong no way with I'm, me? No, I'm flipping. A, there's no way I'm flipping a granddad over. I think you I mean, you would be a much more efficient hitman than I would. That's what we're looking <laughs> but at. I'd only be doing it. I'd only be doing it to get out of sort of social embarrassment. Playing the trumpet, of course. Yeah. yeah, that would be it. Sorry, there was more to your story. Well, no, I was going to say that like pre prior to that, when my my other granddad had passed away, I he'd been again. He'd been in hospital. And um, uh, I, he had a little a little toy. Someone had brought him a little toy. Little you told him you made it. No, I wanted it. 
Oh, I was a little kid. Oh, no. And so I played with it in the hospital. I played with it in the hospital and I was like, I'm taking this home in the way that like my daughter will now do that whenever she goes yeah, around my, yeah. my parents' house. Oh, this thing, I'm, I'm taking this home. And my parents go, oh, no, no, this actually belongs in the house. This belongs to us. And we're going, I'm taking this home. And, um, uh, and oh, this is an appalling admission. But then when my parents told me, oh, your, your granddad's passed away. And I thought it was, again, I was really little there. I was five, maybe, not not older than five. Yeah. I remember my first thought was, well, getting that toy now, aren't I? <laughs> awful. Just awful. And I feel, I, still, I do genuinely, like, the reason it popped into my head was because I was feeling so guilty about it, the trumpet story and the, and, and the, the cuddly toy story. But um, that's... So again, it's another it's another reason to spend more time with kids, isn't it? It's another reason to spend more time with kids because yeah. you realise that um, you get angry at them, but they're not, you know, they're not they're not ready for life. No, I mean, no, no one's ready for life. But you know what? They're really, you know, like like when when there's a whole thing of like, many people have had very good stand up shows all about it of like, I don't think I'm an adult yet. You know, I'm this age. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm not going to do this. You know, it's a very kind of common common trope. But um, that you know, these guys really aren't ready to be an adult. <laughs> they're all, you know they're awful, but they're just they're just processing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't you know I do feel guilty about it, but I sort of also don't. Yeah, I mean you know, you know it it rings through to the uh, to the animal kingdom as well because like you know a lion cub will, will come out more fully formed than a baby would do. It's able to walk. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you wouldn't set it off on its own. It's not ready. Exactly. Yeah. It just can't wait to be king, but it has to wait. Yeah. It has to wait to be king. It would spend more time playing with toys that uh, that he got from his dead dad. <laughs> Mufasa's dead, is he? All right. Where's his toy stash? Okay. Yeah. His... <laughs> 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 Nothing to do with the with the power and the responsibility. Yeah. He just like, he had some really really good Meccano to play with. <laughs> But use that. <laughs> Listen, is this Sky Electric's up for grab? Because uh... yeah, don't tell me Scar's getting that. Oh right, yeah. Oh Scar all, Electrics, I see. All all, 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 all claws point to Scar Electric over there. Yeah, of course. We know, we know why. We know why he threw him off that cliff. Yeah, brutal. Anyway, yes. Anyway, right. yeah. Um, R.I.P. Granddad's John and Basil. We're gonna have to end on a on a happier question yeah go on that, you i didn't ask expect me that, that to be quite so brutal uh i don't understand what that means so I'll, I'll just ask and this is one of my favorite questions that i've come up with um oh yeah and that is if you had to get the barcode of any product tattooed onto you what would it be it'd be a useful barcode i mean you don't have to use it but it could just represent something you like uh right the reason i first thought about it was I was buying a, a, a cream egg because it, it was that yeah. time of year. And yeah. those barcodes are so often folded in on themselves. I thought, just imagine if you had it tattooed on you, just ready, boop, cream egg, done. That's a very, very good point. Yeah. Does that, Now, I don't know the answer to this question. You might know. Does the barcode change ever or does the barcode stay the same and it recognises the product and then the product is paired with a price? Because that's that's the you don't what, like. Because the other thing as well is, if you go well, I'd I'd like the barcode of a cream egg in nineteen eighty seven. Yeah, and so I'm only ever paying thirteen p for my cream eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Well, I think the barcode would stay the same. Probably, it's probably yeah, it's changed over time. 
But also, if you were buying a, a 1987 cream egg, it wouldn't just be the price of it, would it? It'd, be, it'd probably be quite rotten by now. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And also, well, but crucially, it would be bigger. <laughs> yeah. Do you want it? Do you want it bigger and bigger and rotten? Oh, the other day, um, I took my I took my daughter to. We were driving home from the shops, and we drove past. Someone still had their pumpkins out. Yeah. Like they, and I was like, "Oh, cool! Someone still got their pumpkins out." And clearly, I was like, "Can we stop and look at the pumpkins?" I was like, "Well, no, because we're driving a car down the road and um, uh, we're almost home. But we'll go for a walk later on, and we'll go and look at the pumpkins." Yeah. And um, and I was like, "This is going to be fun." And I said to my my wife, wanted to go for a walk. I said, "Let's look. Just take the kids up and down the road. It's a nice evening before it gets dark. We'll walk up and look at the pumpkins." And um, <laughs> I don't know why I hadn't realized this, but obviously. These pumpkins were just disgusting. Yeah, they putrid. were like, yeah, they were putrid. They were they were kind of crumbling in on themselves, which obviously looks good, but they were mouldy. So like the teeth were covered in like grey, yeah, like lichen like you know, sort of just exactly spores, and flies were coming out of their mouths. <laughs> oh, God, They're like just flies coming in and out of the eyes and back in through the mouths and stuff. I mean, they looked but way more very spooky than they would. Yeah. Yeah, I think that tells us um, that we really need to make our jack-o'-lanterns uh, in, in early oh, October. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Do them in July. Give them give people <laughs> something just like a just give them the sort of really awful puddle yeah. of orangey goo with some grey lumps in it. That's, yeah. what, that's that would really scare the trick or treaters. So I so um, but, but I couldn't I couldn't like get my daughter to not touch them. It was yeah, so was... bad. She was like, she wanted to put, push the teeth. She wanted to like, she wanted to pick them up. It's like, oh, it was, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a, a huge fuck up of, of, of parenting. What did you expect was going to happen? Yeah. Old pumpkins. Here's a fun thing to do kids. It's going, it's, um, uh, my, my friend, uh, uh my friend, uh, Tom Crane once, where where were we? It might've been at, like a wedding reception. He was like, he had his little son with him and he said, and his son would have been, two two and a half maybe uh maybe even younger than that uh, and said hey do you want to come and have a look at the uh, little pigeon there's a little pigeon outside and as he brought the uh, the kid towards the pigeon it was apparent the pigeon had no head <laughs> Didn't... And he was like, do you want to come look at this what do you think about that oh, it's a funny it's a, it's a funny thing knowing what to show your your kids in terms of scary things like I've, i sliced my finger open last sunday and um i've got uh like i've actually i, I put a plaster on it for the rest of the week because it was looking it was a plot. was a plaster. I had to have a plaster for five days. I took the plaster off and it looked awful. Yeah. Like bits of the finger were all spilling out of the oh, top. God. And um, so I put another plaster on. I took it off last night and actually then left the plaster off. It's, but like my daughter really wanted to see the finger with all the stuff spilling out of it. Yeah. And you kind of go, do I show her this? Am I going to freak her out? But I showed her and she was all right with it. But now I've just got a horrible looking, horrible looking scar. But it's 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 weird the things that because that sort of stuff. Like she saw these pumpkins and was like, "Oh, brilliant, amazing!" But then she sees uh, uh, there's a, there's a TV show she really likes where at the, the end of one episode she won't watch the entire episode because at the end of one episode a guy eats a slightly hot curry and pulls a face, and she's like, uh, "Oh, I can't watch that. It's too scary." He eats a hot curry. <laughs> Don't show me that episode about eating healthily. Yeah. Don't show me that episode about healthy food. I can't watch it. But I do want to look at that putrid. Uh, but I do want to watch. Uh, yeah, I do want to. I do want to look at a, a weeping sore on the end of your finger, and I do want to look at uh, a pumpkin that is literally vomiting flies. Yeah. 
I don't think that answered the question. No. What was the question? <laughs> no, you did not. Uh, <laughs> sorry. sorry, sorry. Uh, what, what barcode would you have? <laughs> <laughs> really went on a tangent there. Basically, I really, I, I answered the question I want to be asked. And the question I clearly wanted to be asked was, have you ever shown your daughter a rotting pumpkin? <laughs> If you want to, if you want to add that to your list of questions, yeah. Have you ever shown? Have you ever shown a relative a rotting pumpkin? It's a very good. It's a very good. Actually, no. I think that I think there is a question in there to to ask. What's what's the worst thing that you've looked at by accident? Yeah, thinking it's something else. Thing. That's yeah. We we had on the radio extra. What's the worst thing you've ever smelt? And we've had, we've had what's the worst thing you've ever smelt, and what's the worst thing you've ever seen? Yeah, because. Uh, there was a point in, and then this this came out again, another gross story, and we will get back to the barcodes in a second. But uh, my, we were sat watching, uh, sat you know on on a, on, a, on a weekday, blistering hot heat wave, a couple of days before my, my daughter's birthday, um, and we're looking at over our over our lawn, and there was just a weird black lump in the middle of the lawn. We couldn't work out what it was, and as I got closer, it was a several days dead squirrel. <sighs> With and again with like maggots crawling in that oh, stomach no. and stuff. It was it was it was so bad. And and also as well, that's very much the the parenting thing of going, well, I've got to do, I've got to deal with that. Yeah. That's gotta be me at some stage. Putting on some putting on some rubber gloves. Yeah. Picking up using a plastic bag. Oh, feeling how heavy it is. Yeah. Awful. We we had that as I said, what's the worst thing you've ever seen as our um as our Wasn't, as did, our radio. Didn't you put that in the bin? Went in the bin, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what are you going to do? Well, oh, about, exactly. I, you know, I've made this point a number of times. My cat's brought in a couple of mice. There's an, an allotment sort of over the back, and uh, she's brought in a couple of mice, and uh, uh, you know, killed a couple of birds, and I, you put them in the bin. What else are you going to do with them? Got to go. Got to go in the bin. Yeah, unless you're going to like, because also if you if you dig a you need to dig a deep hole so that like foxes aren't going to go and dig yeah. dig up that hole and 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 uh, you know whatever they want to do just spread spread squirrel guts all over your lawn yeah 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 uh you know we can't we had a we had a bouncy castle arriving in 48 hours we've got to get rid of it yeah um i put i didn't put it in the indoor bin i just can't stress that enough no, it was in the no. outdoor bin it, i didn't bring it into the house and put it in the indoor bin i just walked around the side of the house and chucked it in the outdoor bin um but yeah i think um barcode what would i go for um <laughs> I forgot that i'd asked <laughs> sorry I um, you've also just reminded me that um when I was younger, my friend and I found a, a, a an injured bird in his back garden, and oh, um, yeah. and and we were like, "Oh, that's sad. Like we should do something. Like, we should try and save it." And uh, like we said, you know, it's still breathing, uh, but it wasn't breathing. It was full of maggots. So, oh no, oh boy, yeah. We found an injured bird and called up somebody who just arrived with a bag for life, put it in the bag for life, and and went off. Well, that's what you want for it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you want life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe it had something that you didn't know. Yeah, is that why they're called a bag for life? Yeah, you put they, something in that's on its that's on its last leg. Bring bring birds back to life. That's why it, you can't use them for your shopping. If you buy like a chicken, you get high. Oh no, 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 a live yeah, yeah, chicken. Yeah, yeah. It'll leap straight out. It's you also can't use him to suffocate somebody. <laughs> no. I, try, I tried on my granddad when he said, uh, I'm going to make you play the trumpet at my party. Yeah, I said, yeah. here we go. Bag for life over the head. If, if anything, anything it, that added... It was more or less. Added weeks, <laughs> added weeks on it, onto his, 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 his slow and uh, non-existent recovery. Um, anyway, right. Let's... Uh, let's let's. I, I mean, I, I guess... I guess you've kind of... You've nailed it with your answer, which is the 
the ones that are really hard to do. Yeah. Do you know what? Oh, you know what I would do? Loose veg. <gasps> yeah. Barcodes for loose veg. Uh, any specific was, vegetable? Well, it, I always, I always seem to struggle to find the broccoli. I don't know why. It feels like they, they move it. They, they don't move it around in the. You know, it's not like the eggs in the in the supermarket. They need to move it around on the on the screen. Yeah. Um. You go like it'll often be like it'll be like it'll be like fruit, and then it'll be like herbs. Yeah. And then it'll be like salad, and you're like, Canned surely goods. it can't be any. Of, yeah. Like surely it'll be what well, can't be one of these things. Where is this? Where's this loose broccoli? Uh, so yeah, I think I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. Do, I'll go. I'll go loose broccoli. But um, if that goes well, then I'm getting. Uh, I'm getting potatoes. I'm yeah. getting bananas. Get, get I'm getting whole, sweet potatoes. The whole salad. Yeah, I'm getting. Yeah, I'm getting. I'm getting a nice, a nice healthy. You know, all down my, all down my upper, upper arm. Get it down your ribs. Do it down the ribs. So that does mean popping the shirt off at the, um, at the, at the uh, automated teller. Yeah. Well, I feel like. I feel like rolling up a sleeve and... Um, yeah, probably more acceptable. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I don't want to be... what You know, like, you see these guys occasionally with um, their entire top off because it's a bit warm. Yeah. Strolling around Tesco. I don't want to be that guy yet. No, no, no. Give, give, give me a couple of years before I get into that mode. But yeah, upper arm, I think. So yeah. yeah there's your answer. Great. Loose veg. That's a good one. That's uh, Yeah, that's not thanks, comfortable. Thanks very much. Yeah. I thought yours was very good as well. Oh, very thank good. you very much. Yeah. That was, uh... Oh, you spoke briefly about uh, TV shows there, and there's not many people that I can talk to about this. Have you seen Bluey? I have seen Bluey. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. I do like Bluey. I do like Bluey. I it is. It's very much the the you know like it's very much the the, the show that the that parents talk about being very good. Yeah. Um. It's it's got. Uh, I think it is very good. There are some there are some fantastic episodes. Um. Obviously, there's loads of fantastic episodes, but I will say one thing. And in fact, Charlie Charlie Baker said this. Um, uh, the comedian Charlie Baker. He said the dad has real uncle energy. Yeah, you know? like his kids will say to him, "Why are you not as fun as the dad on Bluey?" And he has to go, "Well, it's because they only film him when he's doing fun stuff. They don't film him when he's just checking his phone or knackered." And, yeah, and, you know, like, and I I I think as well. There is, maybe they've maybe they've ironed this out a little bit, but it feels like when it first started, the dad was a bit like he was the fun one, and the mum was the one who tidied the house. Um, and I feel like that's maybe balanced out a bit, but yeah. certainly when it first started, when it first started, my wife thought the dad was bluey. Yeah, she was fair. like, it's so much about the dad. <laughs> it's so much about the dad. But you know, like some, like yeah, I I I love it. We were watching it this morning, and yeah. It's very well. It is very well put together. Yeah, my wife puts it on every day. Loads, had loads of episodes. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, there's a lot on on iPlayer, but on Disney Plus, there's got to be like 200 episodes. Uh, no, it is currently uh, 129. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. I it? only know that because there's there's uh, the t- first two series of 51 episodes each, and the uh, the second series, uh, third series is on 27 episodes so far. So. All oh, right, and they're, and and they're they're like they're they're, they're you can't binge it yet. No, you, I mean, you, you, I'd say twenty seven episodes is, is bingeable. Oh but, yeah, yeah, but um, but right, yeah, no, we we don't have any. We're not working through it with any kind of um, uh, you know, rigor. Yeah, we're just we're just watching it when it comes on. Oh yeah, um, but it's it's good. Yeah, yeah, it's really really good. But then I I actually got, I've got a, I've got an extremely high tolerance for kids TV. I think that so much of it is amazing. I love it. We've, there's, yeah. there's, especially because, like on iPlayer, there's all the old ones as well. 
stuff like Brum, um, which is classic. Is a, it's, it's classic. It's just it's really great to see what um, uh, Birmingham looked like in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. I know that's not, you know, like there was a bit where a road sweeper was sweeping, uh, sweeping uh, the streets and he swept up an old Purcell box. And I was like, oh, look, that's what the old Purcell oh, yeah. box. So it's like there's a real nostalgia there as well. But the stories are really good. And obviously you got you got Toya Wilcox doing the doing the VO. VO so, yeah, what's not to like? Balamori. Love, love Balamori. Yeah. Uh, which is like I didn't watch it at the time. I was too old for it when it came on. But it's so good. Yeah, I think that I was right that. in my age group yeah yeah i thought it was absolutely brilliant but yeah no i, I love I, I love kids tv i think it's really brilliant i know a few people who sort of write for kids tv and it's i'm really sort of jealous of them yeah like, what, a, what a fun gig writing for jojo and grand grand or super tato or something like that brilliant love it yeah oh that's the it's the dream isn't it yeah yeah absolutely one day one <laughs> give up one, on all this comedy shit one day i'll write kids television yeah Love it. Right. Have you got anything to plug? Well, the radio show is on every Sunday morning on Radio X. To be honest, if anyone's listening to this uh, who hasn't heard of you but has heard of me, then I'm not sure what's happened. But (laughs) I don't know. I I would say, you know, like, you know, I'm no no Jordan Gray. You're no Whoopi Uh, Goldberg. I'm no Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. But I will, I'll put on, I'll I'll, I'll pass on a message to Adam via, to Whoopi via Adam. Yeah. If you could. so yeah, there's that, and um, the, there's the Pappy's podcast, yeah. Pappy's flat share. You can get for wherever you get your podcasts, and um, what else? Uh, all of Hypothetical is available to view on um, UK TV Play, which is a TV show that I created that's hosted by, or co-created, I should say, hosted by um, Josh Whittacombe and Joe Daycaster, and uh, yeah, and you know, and 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 obviously pumpkins, yeah. Pumpkins uh, in their prime and otherwise. Pumpkins at every stage of their of their demise. Yeah, uh, is pumpkin a fruit? Uh, yeah, I guess so because of the seeds, right? Yeah, so you wouldn't have a, a barcode of that. Do you know what? I don't think I'm getting pumpkins that regularly. It's once a year, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and even and yeah, and even then, like this time we this time we went to a a pumpkin. Um, we went to like a pumpkin hunt. That you got like you went on a pumpkin hunt and you got yeah. a load of stamps and you got a free pumpkin at the end of it. So it wasn't even like there was no barcodes involved. No, that no money fun. changed hands. It was just yeah, it was great fun. Yeah, lovely. I uh, I'm, I'm going to uh, I've had a I've, ha- I've had a beef that I need to send in for ages. Oh please do yeah yeah I've yeah. Got it, well we're... I've just I've not sent it yet. But write it up because we're recording in a week's time the next episode. Oh yeah, lovely. So so yeah, we've got Ed Jones. Do you know him from Cry Babies? Uh, no. So, He's very good. But yeah, um, so we're recording on the 22nd. So literally a week's time. Oh, Send cool. it in before then. Yeah. You've got a good chance of I'll, getting in. I'll write it up. Cheers, Si. Yeah, um, thanks, uh, thanks for right. coming on. No, what a total pleasure. Love it to see you. And yes. uh, and good luck. And tell me when it goes out and everything stick it, uh, so I can stick it all up yes, on Instagram. Yes, I will do. Kind of yeah, I've got another one to come out before this, which I recorded uh, before the baby was born. So, <laughs> so, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Right. So uh, Things got on top of me. Is uh yeah, it'd be really interesting listening to that and thinking, oh yeah, that was what I used to sound like. Yeah. I so much more energy. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, lovely. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. It's been it's been really fun and uh Yeah, always a, always a pleasure. We'll do it again sometime and quite possibly in person next time. Yeah, next time. Next time we'll do it, we'll do it in the flesh. That'd be yeah. great. A bit more organization. Cheers, All right, take care, man. See thanks, you later. Man. See you later. Cheers. Bye. Bye. 
So that was Matthew Crosby. What an absolute delight. I love him. He's brilliant. He's so funny, so friendly, so kind to just keep talking for as long as he does. He loves a conversation, doesn't he? He just keeps going. He's got so many brilliant stories. So go and check out his radio show and Pappies and Hypothetical and all the things that he, he gave a shout out to. Go and check out tickets for my tour of Cyclops at my link tree, linktr.ee forward slash Eves. I'll put all the links to the separate shows on there. Just follow my social media, at Eves on everything, or sideeves.com. Go and check out there. Sources it's all going to be on there. Go and drop the podcast five stars on uh, on where, wherever you listen to your podcasts, like wherever you can re- review it, like iTunes, whatever, because it helps me massively get found by other people. And then when it's found by other people, I can take this show on the road or something, I don't know. But I, I appreciate I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you sharing it with people. I appreciate you. You're, you're why I do this. Because this is just wonderful fun. And I love that so many people enjoy it. So thanks for listening. I'll see you next time. Drink some tea. I'm about to. And then, I'm, then I'll go to bed. I love you. Be safe. Goodbye. <laughs>